Yes, we are. <laughs> That's staying in. Good evening and salutations, <laughs> folks, and welcome back to Tones and Tales RPG. We run a tight ship here in this house. All right. Towards the Torga. Currently, as far as leading the episode, we have nothing else extra we have to announce. But we do have a little guest here. This is Josh. Josh, you say hello to the folks hello. at home. Everyone. It's... Hello, George. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous. I know. Yeah. I can't believe but, it. I thought yeah. this was D&D. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> My secret shame. I know. <laughs> but um, Josh is going to be uh, in, in but a moment. But with that, we're going to get straight into tonight's episode of Tomes and Tales. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Tomes and Tales RPG. And welcome back. Alrighty. So, last, last we left our team, Zero awoke to a letter that had been slipped into the door of Zephyrus' family home. Zero, uh, wasting no time to garner new information, opened the letter <laughs> and learned that Zeph's employer was requesting her presence immediately. Upon the entire party waking up, Zero shared the notice and the party formulated a plan to send Zeph's family to Gutenlauer to stay with Raydan for but a week while they tied up this loose end. Zeph and Hugel went to see Gosrick first, asking if he had someone that he could send as an escort for this special delivery, while Zero and Voyage instead decided to go scope out the area around Mr. K's office. Upon seeing that the inner buildings of the neighborhood of Svet were abandoned, they broke into an adjacent building across the way and opened a sealed window to give our ranger a vantage point to shoot from should the worst happen. The evening rolled in and a carriage arrived carrying Gosrick and his old friend Bronson, a cell sword who is in fact not affiliated with the sunken sect. A tearful goodbye from Zeph to her family saw our group meet, move to meet Mr. K at his office. With Daria still missing in action, the party opted to set up this assault with Hugo trailing behind Zeph and Zero while invisible using his ability to hide behind larger creatures to his advantage while Voyage was across the street, peering in through the large window. Upon entering Mr. K's office, the party were met with two of his men, one uh, being the one that Hugel had caught a glimpse of earlier that day, and a Triton assistant and Mr. K himself, the Orc Brawler. Words exchanged between the trio saw conflict arise, Voyage acted first, and the battle ensued. Hearts did stop as Zeph was brought to unconsciousness with two failed death saves. But in the end, Mr. K's want to survive ended up being his undoing, as a swift cut to the ankles brought him low, and Zephyrus finished the job gratuitously. I love that word, gratuitously. The group reconvened downstairs and began their slow move back to Gosrick's home in Moroz the only friendly safe place that they have this far from both Zero and Zeph's homes. A quick stop off at the confectionery shop. <laughs> <laughs> the group arrived <laughs> The group arrived at Gosrick's home as he ushered them inside and carried a still wounded Zeph to the couch. Several interactions between our party ensued but were interrupted with a knocking at the door. And that's where we return. I can see you from the corner of my eye. Stop it. Stop it. But before we do actually pick up, I need to retcon some things because I'm not that good. Um, with multiple sources of information hurling at me at light speed, I tend to get stuff mixed up. 
So the date at this current point in time in our campaign is roughly 5 p.m. on the day of Mondas, which is the 23rd day of Svathrin, which is the year 983 PS or post severance. <laughs> it just looks like doctor's writing. 983 PS or post severance. PPS. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Don't forget milk. <laughs> um, I'll be making more of an effort to keep track of these per episode. So, probably like at the top of every episode, we'll reconvene the date. Because anyone, any astute listeners at the beginning of last episode would have realized that I actually said the year 843, which is critical role. Because I was watching that before we recorded. So, not my fault. <laughs> I, 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 I reject your reality and substitute my own. <laughs> but with that aside, there is but three knocks at the door. The air in the apartment goes extremely still as everyone holds their breath. Gostrick immediately uh, stands up and looks towards everyone in the group. Are you expecting somebody else? No. <sighs> Uh, and uh, quickly, as he walks over the front door, he reaches into a cabinet and pulls out like a small knife that he's got like, tucked <laughs> under the side of the cabinet and tucks in, puts his uh, huge head to the door and just goes, yeah. Uh, do you respond? It's a... <clears throat> I knew it. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, well met to you. I wanted to speak with the group that had dealt with the A-heads, or astral heads, I suppose is the term you might know them. Uh, not this group. They dealt with them uh, while I was mid-patrol. I'm not with any groups or council or anything like that. I just want to talk to them. Please. Looks back over the whole group. And there's a, a solid two seconds of clanking as he unlocks these sli- the sliding locking bars and the door slowly opens and everyone who has stood behind Gosrek, who himself in his form really fills the door in, um, but the door is quite large and everyone is able to see past. Josh, would you like to describe your character All for right. the group, please? So as the sliding door is kind of creaking aside, the first thing you'll see is the right arm of this human. Uh, he seems to have a pocket watch set in where a wrist, w- where his wrist would be, a little closer to the hand on the wrist brace. Uh, it seems that around that sort of slowly ticking watch, moving at an irregular, not pacing by the seconds, a little orbiting pattern of stones and gravel and chunks of pavement are moving around up to about his elbow. The rest of it reveals, and you see a heavy, dark cloak, a lot of grains. Uh, the human before you looks like he's about in his 40s. He's got dark hair, dark eyes, grey beard, and a heavy coat. Tanned skin, lightly scarred, and a severe lack of almost rich colour on him. With the exception of a cobalt blue cravat that has these little copper lines and wiring sort of running across it. Same copper as that watch that he now clicks off and puts back on his waistcoat, one of many that he's wearing. And at that, all of the stones that were floating around his arm drop and scatter onto the ground. He takes a deep breath and exhales and looks forward. He, I assume this dragonborn is taking up most of the space. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is like a solid 7 foot 240 pound uh, just a brick shit house yes. for lack of a scientific term. 
Right. You were... Kind of looks up a bit at this, realising the height of this man. Yeah. You were um, not with the group, from what I could tell, which is not against you. I am um, just hoping I might be able to provide some help to them. Is it all right for me to come in, or perhaps to organise a place to meet them? Sure. And he slowly steps aside for you to slip in. All right, I will slip in. Me, uh, walking through the precipice of this, you see the exterior from the, the frame of the building to the giant steel door, which again is so different compared to all the other doors in this apartment building. They're all like nice woods and oaks. This one's like a big, giant brass and black steel door. But when you walk in, you're met with like a very uh, postmodern... Uh, tanned white marble apartment it's very nice on the inside compared to like the structure on the outside mm. it's very conflicting but you're met with a very irregular group of uh individuals if we'd like to go around and who would probably make themselves known first about what our mysterious stranger sees before him who would like to go first zero probably oh, sorry so if you go. walks up with some chocolate like some chocolates I um oh wow. <laughs> hey, she's covered in chocolate. He looks like a small kid who's just experienced like This is a twenty seven year old man. Uh, <laughs> I'll be right alongside him. He's got food, mate. I I think of all the things I was expecting to hear, this is not on that list. Though you um what what type is it? Is it milk or dark chocolate? What's here? We've got them all. And he starts pulling out a few extra bags and he goes like I don't uh, per, your preference. Oh you and he starts grabbing some more at himself, which is just sort of shuttling into his mouth. Sebastian reaches over and kind of clicks off maybe one square of chocolate just oh, from the name. side. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I think I name dropped it there. But yes, the human reaches over. Sorry, I had it. to get that out. Thank you. It was, a, it was an inspiration. <laughs> so he breaks off a square and um, sort of just lets, just kind of holds it in his hand for a second, starts to melt it in his hand. I imagine dogs probably licking your hand. Oh, hundred and ten percent. There's food involved, dogs involved. So if you lower it too far, you'll lose it. Okay. Um. Let's see. Would would he be with his dog keeping quiet, like to the shadows and things like oh, that? God, oh God, no. no. <laughs> this is dog is a out of all the entities that um you've yeah, seen presence. cross through. Um. Even like in the city, like yeah. you see pets. There's people like pet snakes, pet birds. This is not something that probably legally should be kept as a pet or morally be kept as a pet. It is a smallish to medium-sized drake. Probably the size of a small Shetland pony. Um, <laughs> with uh, And he's very animate in his facial features. What is happening here? Um, absolutely not. Um, he's very animate in his facial features. And you see he's got this abnormal control of his top fin. So when he gets down, he can fold it and he gets like projectile smooth. But in the meantime, as confronting as it is, these two big beady eyes are just looking at that small little dripple of chocolate and you can just see the saliva dripping from his mouth. And he's like... Right. I'm going to take this now then. He kind of takes his watch and kind of clicks it back onto a wrist brace. And you can see that from... He kind of um, sort of twists his hand a little bit and you watch... As a little bit of a little vortex begins to appear with a few sparks of light bluish light Ooh. that then seems to form again and he kind of tilts his hand to the side and then places the chocolate on this little plate of uh, energy essentially with a bit of wind and rock and stone he kind of uh, fetch and tosses it and <laughs> into a corner and it, kind of, and it kind of floats along just in front of dog like a uh, like one of those like toys that sort of rotates around a bit 
there's no traction. He doesn't have the capability to gain traction on anything that's polished stone, so he Wait. slides for a solid two seconds. Wait, he should help me get that. I don't mean to... Yeah. Eventually it takes off the... the eventually it starts like a tire screech and he eventually begins to move and he's just it's like out of frame where the camera stands still and someone pans through in the background yes. it's just dog like flying yes. past in the background that is a very fascinating compatriot you have there hey, he's a good boy he certainly is he's a passion for chocolate anything edible that makes a lot of sense no no I get that uh, uh, well met to you all uh, my name is Sebastian uh, Sebastian Ward I am an arcane engineer, uh, arcane scientist and researcher. Uh, don't work for any particular allegiance right now. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. There's been this rise of missing persons cases that has been on the rise for the last few months. It's recently become daily. In addition to that, I have heard rumors, not blaming you for this, I don't believe you're to be suspect, but there is a private security task force that has been roaming around and raiding the homes of the innocents. I heard about, not necessarily about you, but I've been keeping an eye on where various like warehouses are kept for these sorts of people, thinking there might be a connection to one of these cases. Some rumor to show up might give me a lead. Instead, I saw you all walking out, windows broken, glass broken, looks like inward and outward, so a bit of entry and exit with the windows, it seems. And you walked out of it reasonably unscathed and it surprised me I've never seen a group like this actively doing something good so I thought I'd see if I could find my chances with offering my help to the lot of you and if you might know anything about this missing persons cases or the security force group Hugo like pops up next to Zero that's the sort of thing you've been talking about way too loud <laughs> <laughs> trying to be sneaky, but he's not fucking sugar. I'm noticing that you, you were a little more, you've been a bit more in, engaged with socials and things like that ever since leaving the previous shop, I believe. Is that right? There was a confectionery store? That's where this all came. Right. Have you had this before? Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. It's, no, yeah, no, it's, it's quite nice, actually. They do a nice job there. You'd think for an area like Svet to actually have something so nice, like that's really a diamond in the rough. I've never seen this anywhere. And then just sort of goes down, sits down, starts eating it again. It must not be. It must be new to Hanenfleiss then. Huh? Yes. That's good. No, I... Oh, oh. Yes. Just drop it. That's good. <laughs> I should pay more attention. Hang on. No, no, no it's good. Putting it like... away. While, while this exchange is happening, and after seeing how Dog was so easily shunted... Persuaded. <laughs> we use the term persuaded. Shunted. Sorry. I like that one more. Can I do an insight check? Just to suss out. Deception or persuasion, your choice. All right. Actually, I shall not mention which. Okay. Um, Let's see if I can get higher. I can. (laughs) I'm glad you can. Oh, I did. (laughs) (laughs) 24. Oh, lordy. That is higher than what I got. Yeah. All right. Uh, What was your roll? Nine! Okay. The, dog, the dog liked you. Yeah, you no. mustn't lie. So, the man in front of you, uh, appeared, Sebastian, he appears to be um, genuine in what he's saying, but he is not telling you perhaps everything that's on the table right now. The one thing that you probably clock, Sarah, is that on his ear is what looks like a little slither of metal that kind of runs down for a few seconds. It has this ever faint, just kind of 
glass sort of sphere in it, built in. Not an earring, it's running into his ear. Um, and on his box, on, like on the side of his coat here, as he kind of moved his hand back, you can see there's a little box that has this round sort of circle in it, interlocking black greyish lines that form like a grid on like this spherical pattern here, sitting on side, some sort of gizmo, and it has the same coloration of metal to this. It doesn't look like it's active, it looks like it's off, but you can tell that there's at least some sort of connection to something else that he is keeping reasonably off the books. Arcane Bluetooth. He <laughs> <laughs> used to be some kind of Arcane Bluetooth. Yeah. He also has, let's see, uh, as well as the things he has that are more visible on his person, uh, is what looks like a shield, um, sort of set to his back, something you haven't often seen someone who's an Arcanist having. Uh, he looks, if someone has a shield, they and they're trained and proficient, that's quite different to a classic sort of, maybe, engineer. Mm. And he also has, on his back, what looks like, some set to the side of that shield, what looks like a pretty decently sized flute, actually. Oh. Metal modified heavily, uh, with each of these little spheres on them having almost like a quicksilver finished sheen, almost mirror-like and reflective, at each of the holes across it. So he's got almost slightly more than the, than the little rock spin trick it seems, but he's not actively engaging in any of that. Zero, I'd like you to make a history check for me. Please. Oh, 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 oh. oh it's rolling. That's a one. No, it bounced down. It bounced down. I'm not gonna sit here and be bullied. <laughs> you got inspiration though. I do, I do, I do. Does that, you'll have to beg my pardon, I've, Never really had a chance to use inspiration. Does that allow for a reroll? Yes. It allows for a reroll. Okay, thank you. Reroll. Okay. It's not fantastic. Thirteen. That's okay. Thirteen's good enough. On a thirteen, the only real interpersonal connection you have with arcanists and wizards and stuff is through Val, your boy. You know what I mean? And even. Aurelia, when she was still studying to be a wizard, she um, had a bit of interaction. Wizards don't generally use a lot of kit. They have a focus or they have components. So, uh, Sebastian coming in and stating to be some sort of arcanist, it's a bit, um, it is a bit peculiar. Um, yeah, it leaves you wondering with that. So, it's very, very, he's very much in a different caliber compared to the two people that you know that are wizards. So you say you're with no faction, you work alone? I, I have spent some time in previous years. I was drafted uh, into uh, city defense, and for about 20 years I've worked on and off um, on contract work primarily. Uh, not mercenary, but mostly through um, maybe council or whichever building groups they've worked with. Hanenfleiss is built on a lot of uh, what's known as the Undercity, mm. and placement of buildings requires a lot of fine work is quite different. Oh yeah, another thing you might notice that he's, now that he moves his hands up, and probably both of you have clocked this with that inside check, is that on his uh, left um, ring finger, ring. he's wearing a golden yeah. band, a ring. Wearing a ring. Yeah. But no, other than that, I'm not pledged to anyone. So what's your personal investment into the uh, security sector that's currently it's running about? very peculiar. Um, I don't know much about it myself, but um, rumors pass around the city relatively quickly when people tend to congregate in the middle. 
those that can't afford to, I suppose. But I managed to be lucky enough to hear about some of it. Uh, I was at first more concerned with the missing persons case, hearing about people vanishing. And I wanted to just find one name, one person I could write and call down that's a name or a life I've saved. So it's been uh, something I'm continuing to work on. That continued maybe over a few months, but then it started to escalate in the last few weeks. From there, I began to hear rumors about some private security task force. I don't know who they are. I don't know how capable they are, but I know that they are present somewhere. Well, they have to be. Uh, perhaps if I can figure out what that is, it might lead to why these people are going missing. Well, I can tell you for a start that that private security sector has something to do with the council, but it's under the table. I, yeah, no, I, I've been, I've been, I've been to the council more times than I can count now, but this is not any sort of procedure they would openly discuss or approve. No. I did, I ruled the council out for that reason. That does put a shock, uh, made a shock. How did you know that? I have people in places. Hey. Um, it's definitely under the table. Right. They're not signing any names, they're just signing it off. It's being approved. I, I don't understand why though, they're not gaining, I, I'm assuming they're not gaining anything financial. They're not scaring anyone because it's so hidden. It's it members of the sunken sect that are being targeted. Oh. You are aware of the sect, yes? I am, yes. As you would be, I would assume they're, so. They're, they're probably one of the, if only, major sorts of factions out here. I mostly have dealt with the, the astral sort of people, but mm. those are more dealerships. They're not as organized as the sunken sect. If they're involved, I'm concerned. Wait, they want to get rid of them? That's all I can theorize for now. Somebody is feeding them information. They're finding sunken sect members within their homes mm. and dealing with them. Well, it's not out of the picture for them to do the same sort of thing to people. Extortion, mm. killing, that sort of direct opposition and oppression, but it doesn't, I don't know, I, I haven't seen much of the sunken sect around, Perhaps they like to keep it that way. Does everyone in the sunken sect have the same issues with Astral as you? Uh, it depends where you go in the city. There was a few of us that didn't particularly like that it got introduced into the streets. Mm -hmm. Extortion, robbery, murder. We've been doing that since the dawn of time. Do those same few happen to correlate with the ones that have gone missing? Well, it's funny that... So you're telling me that you have links to where this apparent security group has been ransacking other houses. On my information, we only had that they had hit two places. Maybe three. So it seems that they're working during the day and during the night. Which means that whoever's running this horse has a bit more on their plate than they are letting on to believe. Do you think it's her? She's been paying. She's been getting paid pretty fucking high to keep herself hidden. That's not the only council people can afford. Well, well. She's also a big gun in the sunken sect. She'd know where a lot of people are. I find it too close to be a coincidence. What's one way to hide yourself without getting the law involved? You hide behind the law. Work with them. <laughs> There's another thing. I'm not sure if it's connected, but you said law. The iron law bearers in the 
world of sort of artifice and technology. They are releasing a new brand of automaton soon. The car. There's always had these, they've always been these round ones. In fact, Svetir, this region, is practically ruined because of a fight between the Astral and these um, Iron War Bearers, but they've only been these spherical ones. Rumor has it they're working on something else, something more. Ah, theories are jumping, legs, independence of thought. I don't know. I That's that's my theories, but I can't work. Gosterick starts flexing his shoulder, the one that was mangled when you guys first met him for the first time. And he goes, yeah, I know them. I had to run in with them. So you're telling me they're taking these diseased-ridden little iron balls and now they're making them better? Would appear to be so, yes. We're fucked. Fuck. <laughs> wait, that, so wait, the iron law bearers, they're, they're, they're not, they're supposed to be symbols of justice. They're supposed to go after criminal organizations like the sunken sect. <laughs> that is not the case anymore. Hasn't been for a while now. Do you want to tell him or should I? You can. We had... We're looking for someone in particular. And my friend here and I went into the slums to rattle some cages and get some information. And we timed it very poorly. And one of those little wheel ball dudes... Uh, he got one on me on the way out, and it was not good. Those power drills suck. I'm so sorry, that's a lot. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt bad. She's kebabbed, mom would say. Yeah, that was, um... Put on the roll, spin your arm. That was... <laughs> that was the roughest 12 hour sleep of my life oh. <laughs> but um judging from the way that people are discussing these things and the fact that the sunken sect is involved attacking um does sebastian get the sense that there's something else involved here like i don't know there's probably hidden things going on but is he currently does he feel that he's in immediate danger um i'll leave that up to you you can either you can either choose to let Sebastian see it, or you can roll to hide it. It's up to you. Um, choose to hide it. Yeah, if you. Well, in that case, I'll get you to make a deception check, and you can make an insight check. All right. Whoa. <laughs> what are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's not good. Keep it in the box. <laughs> <laughs> I got a negative one to charisma. Sal is a six, so she's there like, everything's fine. <laughs> Guns to his head, like, everything's great. <laughs> you find in this interaction, um, eventually, with the, with the mood kind of becoming very tense off the bat, like one thing piling after the other, Dog comes back and kind of slinks himself around your feet and just sits, and Goss comes back to stand behind you, but you realize in the entire thing, he never lets go of the dagger in his hand. He's got it like tucked blade up to the wrist, just in case, you know, weary people. Um, what would Hugo be doing in this? Are you kind of just sitting by and taking in all the info? He's put the chocolate away, but every now and again, he's sort of sneaky getting <laughs> Like a popcorn thing. <laughs> yeah. This is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> but yes, um, I was like three you. times wider than normal. 
Gus stands behind Zeph and puts a huge talon on their shoulder, um, waiting for this conversation to continue. But uh, yeah, what um, what do you think Sebastian would see? Like, what what emotion is conveyed on Zero's face? In terms of the like situation that we're discussing. Yeah, like because the question was, does Sebastian feel like he's in immediate danger? What do you think you could convey without words? With where you currently are, or in the general vicinity of this, like in the city in general, like it's a dangerous place. Um, like so. Are you asking like whether or not you're in, in danger to the party? Yeah. Well, is, yeah. is there a something within about five it? feet of me? <laughs> yes. Am I going to die? That. I understand that um, Svets is oh, a yeah. bad no, place. No, no, this place that's, is one of the most dangerous. You're on the border of Moroz too, so like yeah. the, uh, the like Vortec and then Svet both share a border, so like it's only a couple of streets away before it starts turning into like Understood. the bad hood. Yeah. I feel like Zeph is like. Hidden in a corner in the shadows. Zeph's still, <laughs> still in the kitchen. Um, obviously, they're not doing too good. They don't want to get too close. Um, but pretty much, like, if you were to look further in and from where the hallway is, you'd see Zeph standing in the kitchen with Goss behind them. Does she... Buffy McBuffington? Mm. Yeah. Does she seem injured? Oh, yeah. Like, blood still dried up from um, the... Yeah, imprint. Um, <laughs> yeah, getting suplexed into a floor will do that yeah, to you. So you'll see, like, you know, blood from their um, forehead and a hand on the ribs and everything like that. They're not looking too good, but um, compared to it being probably like two hours since that happened, they're looking a lot better than what they should have because drugs. <laughs> <laughs> drugs and a couple of healing spells. Yes, of note, though, while Goss has posed up to stand near Zeph, Voyage and Dog have also kind of posed to more stand in front. Because this is a stranger and the group's kind of in a bit of a vulnerable state in where we are at the moment. He's kind of not so much posed up aggressively, but simply strategically moved himself and his big boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Boyfriend dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, dog whatever boyfriend. you're into. Yeah. <laughs> He's big. Yes. He's just kind of posed up to interfere with any vision. Run defense. Yeah, pretty much. Defense through to the kitchen. Kind of, just like in the space. Posing up to get between our injured teammates versus. We've got a front line already and <laughs> blasting range. And then it's always our blast. <laughs> just like, I'll just sit on the couch with my chocolate. 100%. Just so you're like a sliver between that you can still see what's going mm. on. Just and I have speech. a hunch that, like, with the amount of sugar Hugo's consumed, he'll be fine. Everything he'll just. At nine level. He's moving nine at double level. speed at the moment. <laughs> yeah. it's, um, it's giving over the hedge squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, does your does your friend need help? I'm they... not sure if I can offer anything, but I'd be happy to. I'm fine, thank you. They just need okay. a rest. <laughs> okay. You'll have to forgive us. We've just met. Right. Uh, not just that. We've just come back from. Um, obviously, you're aware of the big ordeal. Yeah. Um, we are in a bit of a uh, vulnerable position right now, so we're just a bit tense. I understand. And would you like me to station an alarm outside? And then Zero just like leans past Voyage. I won't make like... any noise. It'll just give me a mental ping if someone besides us tries to walk through the boundaries of this 
place. He's useful. <laughs> Thank you. That would be appreciated. Feel free. He kind of twists his finger again a little bit. A couple of like the rocks that are in like his pocket and his cloak kind of begin to form around. And on it, he kind of looks at it for a second. You can see he kind of holds his hand, a thumb over one of the things. And if you're close enough to see it, you'll see that uh, his uh, cravat has these, it's that deep cobalt blue. It's got a, co a copper line through it and this copper sewing of these uh, arcane patterns and a lot of mathematical sort of like pieces. It all looks like it's actually tied to one solid equation. And he's just kind of taps it for a second as he's walking. It doesn't seem to do anything, just more of a personal thing, it seems. And as he does, he, so I'll just take, Sebastian will kind of go towards the edge, maybe kind of carefully open the door, check it's secure outside, and then slowly begin an alarm. Beautiful. Uh, the, the, the apartment foyer is very quiet there. It is a quiet building. Everyone like kind of keeps themselves. So it's very easy for you to stick your eyes out. And it's one of those ones where it's like the apartment doors immediately look down their mezzanines onto mm. the floor. So it's very easy for you to go, oh, someone's there. no one here. And then fire down. The alarm sets up yeah and you feel it take and you're like okay yeah this is there's, a there's a second where it looks like there's a couple of rocks and stones and then for a very quick second there's that same quick silver salt um color as the um the pipe that he has in the back all of those rocks kind of get covered with that for a second or get coated in that for a second and then gone and then gone very cool all right that's just a note in my thing it just says sebastian's magic rules <laughs> <laughs> hey. you're uh, not uh, like most. I felt the tension in the room just. Oh. <laughs> You're class today. I mean, no, I don't know what's wrong with me. I was gonna. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've had nine of those before I got here. <laughs> um. Oh, that's right. Um, you're not like most uh, people Aye. that come from. Your people. I understand. Uh, What's these, this? I call this a small talker. Uh, it's a new technology called radio. We're quite impressed with it. Uh, essentially, you can imagine uh, electricity and uh, lightning in the air for a second, but someone was able to use metal to move it. I could show you how it works, uh, if you like. You're it's not going to ping anyone, No, it's a communicator. It doesn't ping locations, no. Okay. Unless you want to tell, you know, unless you want to tell them, then it would let you know. Yeah, okay. I can so. unclip it, and he'll unclip the top as well, just place it there. So, there's a speaker, and a matching uh, earpiece. Oh, maybe, actually, I kind of prefer not to, just based on uh, privacy. No? Currently, uh, personally. Though, if she does respond, uh, You'll know, I. But then I'll show you it in action, perhaps. Perhaps I should let her know. How long do we intend on being here? Until you recover. Would you like me to stay? I can go. I just essentially, long story short, I'd like to help. I'm an artificer. I'm an inventor. I can understand languages if need be. I can detect and identify items. I also now work and he kind of takes one of these heavier stones out like a flat one and you can see it's got sylvan and elvish kind of symbols that are interlinked in a swell pattern that kind of connect i've also worked on moving people from one space to another instantaneously small distances but we're working to build that out uh, teleportation portal based yes uh, i like this guy <laughs> you 
She's got some cool toys. My main facet, though, if you'd like to see a cool trick, um, does anyone um, here? He turns around and he um, looks. You know, anyone have a projectile weapon of some sort? Just a butter knife from a drawer. Cop this. A small crossbow. I never use it. Oh no, no! I'd like you to fire it at me. is so like you were all you were all more than correct. Yep. Okay. Oh no, it's misses. I rolled a five. I think it's uh, plus six. Zeph's gonna give it a go. No, no, it's alright. Um, I can work with that. Uh, if you'd like, or go for yeah. it. Go for it. Yeah. Right. Everybody just wants to go at once. Uh, so that's an eighteen plus six. So yeah. Yeah, no, that'll hit. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll do it. Go ahead and roll for damage. Oh, okay. Yep. Um. So Hugo trying to draw his crossbow out gets caught on the bag of candy and the crossbow strap doesn't work and he just goes <laughs> pops out. But then out of the kitchen, out of that weird kitchenette to the side, you watch like a knife from a knife block come flying at you at full speed. Yeah, no, I see it and I clock it. Yes, yeah, so Hugo's going, eight. I really need to learn how to use this thing. Eight, did you say? Eight yeah. points of damage? All right, so the knife flies. Um, Sebastian essentially moves himself um, closer to where the knife would be, what was going at chest height, moves towards the middle of his skull. All right. And as he's moving, he kind of takes his hand that's ticking, puts his hand like up in the air and holds one finger and pushes it forward. In the space in front of him, kind of like watching glass bend, he watches a field begins to slowly and always quietly manifest. And he watches stones that were invisible for start to seem to form. And he watches that knife lands into it and cracks a stone piece. He plucks the knife and moves his hand, and through mage hand, it passes a crack across the room, floats to you. You find as the knife floats back with a mage hand, uh, you feel the eyes burning on the back of your head, and Gostrick's like, I paid so much money for those. <laughs> Do you know how much I have to pay to get that fixed? All right. Probably help with that. It's no. fine. Give me the... Give me the <laughs> puts it back in the block. As that kind of happens, he pauses for a second, and you see him kind of kind of hold, trace his thumb over this and kind of recite for a second. You watch where that rock was broken. A couple more rocks. And about 12 seconds later, it's healed and vanishes. So sick. <laughs> Where's his rule? just watching this like a child watching a movie. Being aware of, like, magic um, mm-hmm. amplifiers or, like, things. Would I clock if that's what is going on? Like someone with Hugo with his necklace? I can answer that for you. It's a lot like what Hugo does with his necklace. Yeah. It is not in the sense of direct arcanum. It's more just him pondering something and thinking on something on a level that's not directly arcanum. Okay, so I'm not saying like a magic. No, it's not. It's not a magical inclination, but it's very similar to the way that Hugo would do that sort of process. So essentially, uh, I uh, am an experienced abjurer. Uh, protections and countering of magic. Not dispelling yet, we are. If you can find a scroll or a book that's wizardly or magically inclined, I can copy them in. I'm still quite new to all of this direct fighting, but I thought to myself, if I'm going to be out here on my own, I need to be able to keep myself from getting killed. Uh, so I put up temporary barriers to just keep things secure. You would have been useful a couple of hours ago. Yeah, I was about to say. Can um, you do that for others? Almost. The process is, if I had just a little more time to take it with the next level of research, I'm sure I could figure something out. Um, but given some time and maybe some experience, um, yes, it just needs more testing. 
not directly just firing into it. I'm talking a bit more. About it, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, that would be rather funny, though. Yeah. Subtitles. Uh, please stop throwing things at me. <laughs> I, no, it's not as. Oh. It's it's handy. It's, it's more like a temp. It's more like a temporary buffer. You know. <laughs> it acts more as a buffer, um, just to keep me because I am, as you kind of see, I'm not wearing direct armor, anything important like that. So I need to make do with what I have. So yes, that's my areas of speciality, and I would like to offer my services to you if you're looking into this uh, particular concerning uh, security force or the missing persons cases, so on. One moment, Zero then scoops up Hugo. Bringing all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> brings everybody. Brings all the kids in. So you find it's it's this really odd shot from like the front door where Sebastian's all the way on the left hand side next to the fireplace and everyone's crammed into the kitchenette. <laughs> Every now and again. But everyone pulls it and um Gosrick moves over through like the little bar window of the kitchenette because he's obviously so big. So he moves around and leans in so like you guys can all be in there. You're under the influence. You don't get an opinion right now. You are so sugar. That's no fair. You're more responsible with how much sugar. Stop that. Stop that now. You've had enough. You are going to be like a little rolling blueberry. Help us. Get it. <laughs> Slide of hand. <laughs> oh, my ribs hurt. Oh, oh. What do I have to roll to see if I notice? Um, so that is a 15 plus 6, so that's... Oh, no, absolutely. I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> Seth just, when he's not noticing, just takes the chocolates off him and just gives him a ghost. Within a second, like, he's going to reach for more. Yeah. Starts looking for dog, assuming the dog stole in the bag. <laughs> I think... And then pops up. It's one thing to have someone that works for the government on the side, but it's one thing to have someone that knows a lot of inner workings about the city specifically see you and chase you out offering to help. I don't think he's got any ill intent. I think it actually might be helpful to have someone that walks the line a little bit better on the other side compared to us. Uh, I think we can use all the help we can get. Especially while the big blue boy's out of commission and we don't know where he is. You guys need the extra set of hands. What do you reckon? Do you think he's that magic user that Mr. K was talking about. Oh, he is pretty fucking stupid. You probably would think that that is uh, of that nature. It is uh, quite uh, mind-boggling to watch it happen. Uh, but I think he might be onto something. Hmm. Magic user causing issues amongst the A-heads. That seems to check out with his story. That's yeah, right. I was thinking. What are you thinking? Push comes to shove. We it's push and shove him. Yes. <laughs> five against one. <laughs> Six against one. Sorry, Goss. Flex isn't right. angry. <laughs> like an absent father. <laughs> oh. You roll it inside check for me. <laughs> oh my god, this man has a child! No. Wait, I do have a... You do. That was fucking no better. What'd you get? Uh, it's a 10. Uh, he got a nat one, so... Um, <laughs> you find you find making a joke about absent fathers, you can tell he was cringing because he thought you were talking about yourself. 
<laughs> Big yike. And yeah, yeah, well, the council has awarded you one singular yike. Use it wisely. Serious, <laughs> <laughs> at first you're just like... <laughs> uh, we've got guest. Singular. It basically makes it out that we all live here now. <laughs> in Goss's place. Well, uh, look. It's late-ish. By this one, it's like six o'clock in the afternoon. By the time, like, we're getting into like six o'clock going into the evening. At this current state, I think you do need to sleep. Everyone needs to rest and just recuperate. Why don't we set up a meeting for tomorrow? Meet in a mutual place out in the street. And just go from there. You can fucking solve it through Finn. Not till tomorrow. <laughs> you I, can fucking solve I've still got a spell for you. That locate object you asked about. I think we send him on his way and we'll meet up with him tomorrow. We'll feel him out, see what it's like, and then we can de determine whether or not we want to be roped in. Why don't we take him for a test run? Just go and bomb dive into a group of astroheads. I, for one, could use some rest before we face something new. You will, you'll get it tonight. And then oh, back tomorrow. into the fight tomorrow. I'm interested to see what the big deal about these A-heads you keep going on about is. Let's do it. All right. <clears throat> Should I like lean out of the kitchen? Hey! Hey. Where's a good spot to meet tomorrow? Pass me Hugo's chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> I'm sorry, what, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting that to be so much quieter than what it was. <laughs> Just kind of cut through yep. the air there. <laughs> so, um, I can't see the red. I just spoke so hard about that. So. Um, would I know? I brought people to and from like my workshop space. Do I know if that's like reasonably like secure? I know it's probably secure, even though it's part of my property. I'd assume it's reasonably secured, like off from the rest of the space. Um, yeah, I would say, I would say so. Like you, you worked for the city many years ago, yeah. so you kind of had the funds to do a lot of that when you were younger, yes. and now you reap the benefits of those things now that you're a lot older. Yes. So I would dare say so. You've got like a nice. It's a nice. It's like when you've got like a nice little like semi mansion at the Gold Coast, and then they've got like the little offset entertainment houses in the back, but you can't see because the walls are so high. It can be like a base. Uh, it can be yeah, like right next to it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I would definitely say so. All right. Uh, well, if you can make your way, it's actually north um, west of here uh, in um, Coronet. Uh, you're looking for uh, the pathway, probably on the cul-de-sac. Uh, closest to um, like the center of the city, you go back one street from there. Not the fanciest area, but you'll see it. Uh, the house itself. Uh, look for the brick and stone-looking house with the purple, the red, the blue, and the green curtains. Big, thick curtains. Nothing on the inside. The wall, the windows are tall enough to see them. And what you'll want to do is sort of go around the side, and uh, yeah, you'll be able to find my workshop. Built the side there on my property. 
I'll know your cargo. Alarms. Alright, uh, was a good time. It was. I, hopefully I'll get your names then, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> All right, good. We're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, take care. Um, the alarm. Do you want me to dispel that or just leave it there? Don't do much if it happens. Just but... leave it. Right. Well, then, well met. Thank you for the chocolate. Uh, and thank you for the chance to meet you all. I appreciate it. Does uh, anyone here look, does that fellow in the dragon world, does he seem like he's like served in anything with like the council, not council, but like military or anything like that? Does he uh, you can make an insight check for okay. him. Okay, I'll do that. 15. Actually, no, he wouldn't roll because he wouldn't be home. Ah, uh, with a 15? No, this is, this is the stature of a, this is the stature of someone who learned to fight on the street and has just made a good living off being able to do that. Yep. Nice. Stay safe. Don't you, get shipped. You too. I've got a plan for that. <laughs> and he turns around and opens the door and carefully closes it behind and walks off. Alrighty. Holy shit! Did you see the shit that guy was doing? With all the fucking tick 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 and the fucking rocks and the magic and shit. What the fuck? You! What the fuck was that? What? All the shit he was doing! You do the little it, boogers? It looks fucking cool. You know. do the ooga boogers. <laughs> <laughs> it's complete. He said he learned that magic. I pray for mine. I don't know what that was. I don't even have the brain power to comprehend anything he just did. Even Gostrick there is like, man, that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just like in an existential crisis in the kitchen. Except to Voyage and Dog. <laughs> I rolled a 21 on a sleight of hand to steal the chocolate off Goss. Oh, I mean, that definitely beats his passive. Yeah, you just got it. Yeah. Except so did Dog. Yeah. <laughs> it was a race kind of between them. So they're having a tug of war with <laughs> Hugo's chocolate. Just quickly as he's kind of descending the stairs, there'll be, I'm not sure if anyone's keeping an ear at the window, but you will hear a slight as he kind of twists um, a little box on the yes. front side. <clears throat> Setting stone to curtain call. Over. This is curtain call. How did you go? Ah, uh, no. Uh, okay, I suppose it's a bit difficult when you're meeting people for the first time and they're, you know, they don't know you and all that sort of thing, different intentions, but I managed to actually find that group that we, that I, I mean, I saw. Um, hopefully, I was, they're going to come by the workshop. They're not going to come into the home. Don't feel like you have to be there. But I will be home soon. It'll take me just under an hour, give or take. I uh, will see you soon. Okay, set in stone. I will be up and coffee will be waiting. Be safe, please. You too. And leave your boots at the door. I am not mopping that, again. I, no, I have, I have magic for that now. I don't need... Okay, no, you're right. You're right. No, no, I can't call. I you can't me. solve everything with magic set in stone. I will see you in an hour. <laughs> and you hear the... <laughs> <laughs> he gives an odd and shrug, like, oh, that was brilliant. Um, yeah, lovely. I love it. That, that was good. I'm glad that was good. It's nice. But what are the rest of our comrades going to do? Um, I just rolled a perception and I got 24, so I heard everything. I decide what you hear. <laughs> I but, heard everything. But, um, so, yeah, you, you actually, you hear... Sebastian talk more clearly yep. and faintly the you muscle, hear the yeah. secondary the secondary volume of this little thing. What we got? A small talker? A small talker. A small yeah. talker. <coughs> yeah. 
I also rolled a perception to find my chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, it didn't work. I got a nine. You're strapped, dude. You have no idea. I'm just Mm. looking around for that. You need to. You need to let sleeping dogs lie. That chocolate is long gone. It's when you say sleeping dogs lie, you look in front of the fireplace, (laughs) and for a second he's almost invisible in the shadows, but just two peeking yellow eyes. He's like... Who gave it to the dog? He wouldn't give it. It's mine. Does a chocolate kill dogs? He's not actually a dog. <laughs> well, I'm glad I bought extra. <laughs> <laughs> two bags. No, <laughs> so many bags. Note to self: steal second bag. <laughs> I spent six gold on chocolate. I am stocked. (laughs) (laughs) So, Goss pulls a bottle of drink from the cabinet. Another one, because the first one got finished. Um, And this time he grabs two glasses, has one for himself, gives one to you, leaves the bottle on the counter for anyone who wants to. It's very obvious. But he looks and goes, well, all things considered, I... I think that could probably be our evening. Mm-hmm. I don't think an early rest is going to do anyone any harm. Especially not for you, because you're up the earliest. So. You're going to keep an I will eye on there? You. <laughs> because I'm going to be busy maintaining my guns. I cannot do babysitting much. You will have to. And I don't trust either of these two. I have to keep him under control. He's on a sugar high. I have to help her with a spell. That's why it comes out of his nose. You can sleep in the bed if you want. I'll sleep on the couch. Just make, you, make sure you keep an eye, though. They are very injured. What, do you Could... want me to move the whole fucking couch into the bedroom? No, it was... You was... The bed's big enough, I'm the sure. The bed's big enough. We're all adults here. You guys can share a bed. Yeah, we can share a bed all the time. Grabs you by the top of your head. He's like, you're really fucking this up for me. I don't understand. <laughs> this is too difficult right now. <laughs> <laughs> Take the boys and go home. <laughs> you, bed, me, couch. You, points to the little dog. <laughs> go away. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You do. Let's go. All right. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Okay. I think we'll have had enough sleep. Doesn't matter what time you rock up, just arrive. Okay. All right. As a way, they're not getting any sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Will, <laughs> we are going to be considering that there's three of you to the two of them. We'll quickly go through that and run whatever needs to happen. Then we'll go to you and then we'll go into whatever happens next. So uh, he helps you hobble into the bedroom, <laughs> still clutching the broken rib. And the bedroom then becomes another aesthetic design of like, it's like one of those big four poster beds, but it's got no like curtains on it. It says, and it's just made of iron. And immediate, <laughs> fucking stop it! The immediate, immediate insight—the immediate insight you get is it's built for weight, not for anything else. It's because he's such a fucking. Yeah, but it sits it very close to the bed, yeah. like to the floor. So he goes. Even she's not coming here before. So this is 
weird for me, okay? And there's like a very big dresser, um, small uh, cut out in the stone wall where there's obviously like a closet for equipment and stuff. There's like a small wash base. And it, basically the entire apartment is separated into two rooms, living room, kitchen, bedroom, that's it. Yeah. So it's very easy for him to be able to move around. Um, but it's, it's the most atypical man's bed you've ever seen where it's just got one big blanket and like one pillow. <laughs> and he looks at it and he's like, I don't have people here, so I don't have extra stuff. So I hope this is... It's fine. Okay. It's fine. Okay. Cool. Um... <laughs> yeah, even Gus is just like Is there anything you need before I disappear? Because I'm going to drink and then fall asleep. Like he's he's doing that thing where someone's leaning on the back foot. Like he's like, I either need you to tell me to do something or I need to leave. Like because our friends have made this weird for us. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to never have someone come back to our table again. <laughs> the last two episodes have no, just become all about setups. At this that point, I'm going to go so red that I will fucking melt. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, Zeph is just... Look, it's your house... All I'm going to say is, I don't mind sharing a bed. <laughs> <laughs> On my way to remiss my friends and call it D&D. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, it's the brightest red you've ever seen a metal dragon go. And I believe I said that last episode as well. And he... Um, You've, like he's been so he's so confident when it comes to talking about murder and killing and setting up game plans. He's so confident, and this you've actually like properly stumped him. And he's like, "Hmm, I'm gonna go get that drink." And he walks into the kitchen. It walks into the kitchen, and but this time you hear like three clankings, like. <laughs> and, he's like, and he walks in and he goes, Courage! <laughs> and and, and it starts slamming back this like this whiskey. Now the second the, the cork comes out, you can smell like this like gasoline. It's like this shit's wild. And uh takes off like his like leather, um, his shoulder pauldron, all that sort of stuff. This boy, and he goes, Well, I'm gonna take that's and just very slowly sits on the bed, creaks. <laughs> and it's one of the point where he, like, he sits like, um, you know, like when you're reading a book and you sit against the wall and you sit there and this poor dude is just sitting there like smacking back this alcohol. He's, and he's like, roll an inside check for me, actually. I'm pretty sure he's got a plus one. Um, so that is a 13. Uh, his gaze is steel. Since you guys have both gotten into bed and you're under the blanket and he's on the other side, he's not looked away from the door and he's already got one bottle down and he's halfway through the second bottle. Uh, Zeph is uh, laying on their side, um, the one that, you know, doesn't have the broken rib. And they're kind of... 
I find I, that's so bad because I explicitly remember that he punched you that way, which is your right hand side, which means you'd have to be lying on your left hand side, which means you have to look at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> They Zef. made me do this. <laughs> I didn't have him say this. Zef would just be looking at him and just have this smile on their face because, not because he's in bed with them, but just because of how fucking nervous this big, beefy dragonborn is for their presence. And they just sigh and just... It's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> this is the best interaction. Oh, God. This is exactly what you we This is what we worked so hard for, team. You pushed it on us, so we're doing this. <laughs> he, um... Halfway through drinking, he goes... down at you. <sighs> Look, I've... I've had my flings and all that sort of stuff, and after a while, she, and he refers, he's like, Zero was the bravest out of all of us, you know? She got married, had, had kids. That just frightened me a little bit. I get too worried about who gets hurt and who comes home and who doesn't. I can't sit here and say it's not fun. It's fun to watch, you know, everyone freak out and be weird about it. Look, I don't know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to force anything that you don't want or that like, I don't know if you're trying to force something that I don't want. I don't know what's going on here. I'm, I'm good at killing, and it's kind of all I've been good at since I was a pup. So, this is uncharted territory for me. Zeph <laughs> <laughs> just um, pats him gently on the arm and says, Look, we're in the same boat here. Being the age that I am, you know, I should be married and all that. but I'm not. Look, why don't we just see where this goes? Okay. I can work with that. Fade to the door. <laughs> uh, no, I think, I think in that moment it is... It is the moment where you you watch the walls of someone who's only known violence for like the last 30 years of their life uh, crumble away and you're able to spend the night in quiet comfort with someone in which you share some sort of kindred thing and you are able to sleep and eventually I feel like it's one of those things where like eventually they start getting like closer and closer and then they fall asleep 
If you want, it's up to you. If, they, if that's what you're describing and I'm picking it up the right way. Oh my God. Eventually. They're fucking squashed under a dragon ball. No, it's one of those me! No, it becomes this, it's this thing where it's like, uh, he, he forms around you because he knows one of your ribs is still outset and the healing magic can only put it back so far with it where you have to let the rest of it take its course. Um, so you're able to spend your night in quiet comfort with this newfound situationship that seems to have stemmed and the, it fades and we'll continue back to our trio going back to the apartment building so for the sake of brevity we'll cut to as you guys arrive back to the garden uh that same half elven a soldier that fellow that stood at the stone wall sees you guys um returning and goes oh good evening again my lady you've been out and about since you've been home just a little bit you know what keeps me busy I understand that. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but I saw your big blue mate go out here really early in the morning, about a day or so ago. I haven't seen him since. Is everything all right? Really? Yeah, he he didn't say much. You look a bit perplexed, but he went for he just went for a walkabout. We just he kind of just dipped. Well, I haven't seen him, but you know, there's more than one way to get in here, so. But, yeah. Mm. Looked young. So maybe, I don't know, he's having a crisis of faith. But who knows? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> don't know that one is. I've been around the block. I served. I did my time. I see these things. But I won't hold you up. You enjoy your evening. And he steps back to the gate and opens it up for you guys to enter. Um, again, walking in, you see the little <laughs> trash can automatons walking around with their little sticks, like poking up and putting the rubbish in their heads. Um... You see, um, because it, it's still quite early into the evening by the time you guys get back. Um, it's starting to, like, the, the moonshine coming through the cloud cover is now starting to appear as, like, the, the day shifts over. Um, but you guys are able to go back into the apartment. And as you open the door, there's a, um, the, the heavy walking of the wooden door. And there's a letter addressed with my friends on the front of it, under your door. They're just gonna pick it up, immediately hand it to Hugo. Some of you may die. That's a sacrifice. I'm so willing, willing to, to make. make. <laughs> um, and you read the note and leave little chocolate fingerprints. <laughs> the note reads. Debroy Utro, my friends, which I believe is Russian for good day, or how are you? I'm sorry that I've been away this past day from you. This past week has taken us halfway along one side of the country, and I've seen more than I ever thought I would. It's not unknown. It was not unknown that the death of my brothers in arms shook my perception of the world, and I've been coming to terms with that ever since. While I was away from you all, I came to terms with the fact that I can now see the world for what it really is, imperfect and cruel. But within this world, small things can help make it a little less cruel and destructive. I've been given a window of opportunity to be reunited with my family and see to our safety and prosperity, and I now turn my blade to protecting them. Instead, I truly hope that you all find what you are looking for. Your friend, Daria. And that's all it says. Nothing else. No ads, no notes of where he's going. Simply that he has gone home. His only way he could reach you is to go back to the one place he knew where to go. Pulls up the letter. Well, I guess you and Ross should at least be happy that he's not back with the military. 
I mean, that's if we take his word for it, but, you know, I guess he doesn't really have a reason to lie, I suppose, so... Good for him. He's doing what he needs to do. I hope it works out for him. Well, gotta look out for our families. That's the one. Speaking of, did you want to try that spell? Oh, if you could, please. So he will take the <coughs> stone that you offered and attempt a locate object on its partner. Now, I, I've been doing some research into this because locate object is a funky thing. Because I believe locate object has a, a percentage of failure depending on your familiarity with the object. I believe it's the same as locate person. Also, it has to whatever it is has to be within a thousand feet. So if it's outside of that range, what's a thousand? What's a thousand feet in comparison to like meters or kilometers? Is everyone? Let me look. roughly about three uh, feet for a meter. I'd say give or take. If I had to guess, it it's three hundred and four meters. Yeah. So not super far. Okay. Well, at least I'm Um. Yeah. So you. What's it look like getting ready to cast this spell for this stone for Hugel? What's he do to get ready? I imagine he takes the stone and takes off his necklace and sort of sits it around the stone and sits there with his hands on either side, just focusing on what would explain the partner to this stone looks like. You... Locating an object is... Tricky enough as it is, because nine times out of ten, you're trying to recall the physical manifestation of an object in your mind to help track it to where it needs to be within a certain distance. In this case, a thousand feet, it's only 300 meters. And you can feel the barrier of like trying to home in on it. And eventually you're able to push through and you crack it. Locating an object that's literally the mirror opposite of a link system for sending stones actually gives you the ability to know kind of what you're looking for on a on a current level not on like a visual level it's like i'm looking for the energy that matches this energy and you expand your mind out and you feel like no one would see it but it's like a it's like a echolocation reverberation you can feel the walls bounce around you you pick up your comrades near you even dogs scuttling around the outside along the window you can you can feel his footsteps even though he's a couple of meters away but it echoes in your mind and it just goes out Return signal. You don't get anything, unfortunately. It seems whatever you are trying to find is too far. Hugo, having never cast this before, probably doesn't even really recognize it, but just as unfortunately, nothing that I can find within the realm of this spell. We can always try again, but I believe I've only got so much range. Doesn't mean it's not out there. It's fine. always try again takes it and puts the stone back in your hand thank, thank you thank you it was probably a, a good 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 idea thank you it's fine while this exchange is happening between these two voyage has taken up a post not too far away just to kind of watch and he just keeps pinging between the two of them watching how they're interacting with each other and nothing he's not particularly showing any form of distrust or anything along mm -hmm. those lines. He's simply... There's a bee in his bonnet, but he's not said anything about it, and watching them interact with each other is aggravating the hive. Can we Are you... on that? 
Are you trying to hide it or no? Yeah. Yeah. Roll, uh, roll deception. You guys roll insight. Natural one. Oh, far. It's a re-roll. Oh yeah, halfling luck. Five. Yeah. Ooh, that is twenty-three. Yeah, total eleven. Natural twenty. For oh, a total yeah. of. 20. <laughs> Still beats it. Nat 20s don't count on skill checks, unfortunately. Fuck. I honor them a lot for a lot of things, but when it comes to things that roll on the numbers. Zero to well. <laughs> hey, look, you're still a charismatic a green boy. boy. <laughs> um, he don't got the riz. He don't have the riz. He's rizless. Something bothering you. something bothering you. It's just been a long day. Who taught you how to lie? You need to uh, send them out a uh, fucking return of check. I'll let my dad know. Yeah, probably should. You don't want to get anything off your chest? Not right now. Sounds like you've already gotten enough bad news for the evening. Zero doesn't like that sentence. Alright. Well, uh, have a good night. You best rest up. You're gonna need a lot of sleep. A lot of speed bumps ahead. I'll keep watch. And then Zero will pull up a chair and leave the bed for Hugo and um, Voyage. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> How dare you? No, the is breaking apart! <laughs> Hugo's also, before going to bed, kind of go to go up towards the corner of the window and use a sending spell to contact one of the people he worked with in the session zero up north at Hanging Rock and just send a this is Hugo you hired me a month ago the creature we came across turns out to be a vampire be warned it's not safe are you sending it to who I think you are? Um, I had the name hang on the person who hired us to go check out the Oh, one of the guard captains. Yeah. Uh, was it? Brianna. Brianna, yes. Um, man, I'm glad you had that written down because that's in notes in my old phone. So, um, you get one back. Not quite sure who this is, but I remember. Thank you for the heads up. I will let them know. That's that. Mm. I was really hoping you would have said Yana loved doing his voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he left. He got back in his ship and oh, left. Oh, yeah, he did too. No, that's sad. While Hugo is over at the window, and after it seems like he's finished doing his little sending spell. He's not being that, secretive about it. He's yeah. sort of just... This is probably like, I said, this is probably like a solid 10 minutes after that whole fucking yeah. exchange and everyone is in separate corners of the room, like <laughs> avoiding everyone. Like yeah. Yeah. You're literally on a chair in like the middle of the living room, just like facing the front door. With a gun. <laughs> like... With a gun. Because <laughs> it's been about 10 minutes, he's had a little bit of time to dick around and kind of prepare this because he 
she's sitting right there, so he can't whisper it without it being a possible issue. So he's approached Hugel and kind of just nudged him a little bit. And he's got his back to zero, but he's facing the window and he's pulled out a little scrap of paper that says, when you cast your zone of truth tomorrow, can you please cast it over zero as well? Interesting. Hugo looks to you and looks over to zero. His expression and has a very torn look because obviously we've had a very close friendship for quite a while, but he's also got some really like connecting to zero lately. His expression when he's held this up, it doesn't look like an angered or frustrated one. It looks almost stumped. Like he doesn't know what to do next other than ask for help. And as that person who was there to support Hugel, he's hoping that he will receive the same support. Hugel will take the little note and pull out his little chalk that he often uses and just write down, we all have to, we will all be within its range. Because I believe Zone of Truth just goes the whole, like we last time, everyone. Within 30 feet of the person who passed it. Mm. Yeah. I think you might be able to choose in the wording. It might say like, core creatures of your choice within 30 feet. Might. Last time we did. I don't know. I don't have a Oh, no, no, no. You can throw its casting point at anyone within the bubble. Okay, never mind. All good. So, well, I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. We will. So, he takes back the note and he's like, kind of a little bit more relieved. He's also at the front row. Just be careful. Mm -hmm. A little bit more relieved because he's still a naive wee lad. And feeds it to dog. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect evidence disposal. Yeah, he's acid. There's a a whole two seconds. (laughs) And then a little bit of slime comes out. Oi! (laughs) You look over and we're both there, just like, nothing. (laughs) Get the bed. You look over the couch and he just goes, and eats the fucking the, the acid back up. <laughs> He's the perfect disposal. But unless there's anything else anyone wants to do, I believe everyone would find rest at this point. So our two guys here, you guys need to sleep. You can go into a meditative trance. So I think it's probably easy to say that Zero stays awake for as long as she knows she has to. And then she quickly goes into a trance. But as long as you're holding your gun, yeah. you know everything's okay. Different dreams come to everybody in this evening. In times of heavy emotional duress, we cannot decide what our bodies dream of, but instead our bodies dream of it to either convey a subconscious message or to help us attempt to regulate the emotions that we're feeling. Voyage, you see home and your father's, your sister, that fucking heinous bird that I hate that you told me about. Um, and there's a really heavy sense of you look, you spoke to Solace not a couple of days ago, you know, they're fine. It's fine. But there's a very heavy sense of mourning, I would say in the, that's like, fuck, I'm in some shit now. Mm-hmm. Hugo, you get visions of Potts Hollow, where you came from the day that you left going on your quest. And that sinking feeling in the back of your head and at the pit of your stomach. 
knowing that you're neglecting all the people you've left behind. Zero, a different dream comes for you. You go back to the earliest memory of when you're about seven and a half months pregnant with your first boy. And you know this memory, you've thought of it often. It's one of your fondest memories. It's when you and your late husband bought your farmstead home outside the city, the one that's on one of the outer edges of the field around the base of the city. And this memory's played out the same every time for you. You sit there, you know, belly out, all that sort of stuff, while Sal Reyes would run around the house frantic. He was more excited than anybody. He was so excited that blitzy blue bastard with his golden eyes, unstubbled face, unshaved, because he's not shaved in a week and a half, because he's been too excited trying to put the house together. And an age where you forgot about gunslinging, you forgot about murder. It didn't matter back then. But the memory takes a turn that leaves you feeling sick in this small room for your baby boy that is not yet born. In the corner, what at first you think is a, a tall candle stand, like a candlestick with a candlestick on top, starts to bleed from the corner of your vision and grow. And from the base of the corner of the room to the roof, it shifts into that tall, thin, elongated shape of the Wanderer. And the one thing that cuts into your vision the worst is the smile that seems too inhuman from jawbone to jawbone with skin stretched back over a skull that shouldn't exist as he sits there. And no matter how hard you attempt to look in the other direction and keep eyes left on one of the few fond memories of your late husband that you have left, you can't help but feel those two deep pit black eyes burrow into the side of your head. And he says nothing. And that dream persists until the moment you wake up after your four hours. Zero will wake up in a, well, come out of meditation in a start, it's kind of like this. And she immediately has the guns out and she's sweating and she's shaking a bit. I would like you to make a stealth check for me, please. Uh, I'm going to say with disadvantage because you were, you were raised in a fright. Almost on that. But I, I could have gotten a one. Um, that's. That's a nine. A nine. Um, so generally the way stealthing works in 5e is um, a noise within 10 feet would awaken somebody who's asleep, but due to the fact that you rolled so low, um, both Voyage and Hugo are awoken to the um, the clicking of the hammers and the um, the, bra the barrels rotating over in both handguns at this point. So you hear the, <clears throat> as she wakes up, and then <clears throat> as the guns lock up, uh, dog jumps to reaction and you two are awoken up to the sound of the guns being loaded. Just, just eyes immediately at the door because the gun clicked. It was here. I saw him. He was in here somewhere. And she's mumbling to herself about him being here. And she sort of, she then starts to scope out the entire apartment. You, you hear her walk down the hall and start opening up the doors to check the doors that she's never opened whilst you guys have ever been here. And you can hear the floorboards squeaking under her feet as she's stomping around and checking every single room. 
and then when she reappears back out from the hallway she's appeared to have put her guns behind and just sort of wipes the sweat off of her brow. So I didn't mean to wake you. Is everything all right? Fine. Fine. Just got the heebie-jeebies. It's nothing. It happens. Don't worry about it. I want you to roll a deception check and I want you to roll inside, please. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to let you just brush that off. Ever. That is... Seven. It is a twenty-three. You know she's lying. Hugo just walks up. And you put your guns away now, you said? Yeah. Takes your hand. Are you sure everything's okay? It'll be fine. It's my fault anyways. It's my fault. It doesn't matter. You can confide in us when you feel comfortable. at you. I need more rest. Go back to sleep. I'll wake you back up when it's an appropriate time. Voyage just rolls over, blanket over. Broody mm. teenager much. <laughs> you better Eight, one, give one. him a fucking hug. Jesus, he needs it. The boys go back to bed. And just and by this point, you've definitely finished your four hours, and you do get the benefits of a long rest, thankfully. Yeah. But before the sound of city and rumbling clouds and wind pass by the window, you hear but one thing in your ears. As you feel the sensation of something tickling on the back of your head, physically, and you know that no one's behind you. Oh, I guess it was your fault, wasn't it? And we're going to cut into the morning. You know what? That's ample enough. We're going to take our break right there. Oh! <laughs> oh, that good So, <laughs> yeah, someone had a bad dream. We go into the next day. So if anyone would like to make notes, because I'm now taking notes as well, it is D and Dust. Which I would is... say based on what you said I was dreaming about, if you're up and quite aware when I go back to sleep, you'll hear Hugo muttering, I'm sorry, in his sleep. No! <laughs> uh, yes, D and Dust, 24th day of Svartharan. If we're now keeping track, we're making an effort to do that for all of you. Stand us. Yes. Um, Wake up time at? Uh, so, Zero, you probably, because it was still quite early. I'd say you guys probably all, like, slept at, like, maybe 8, 8.30. Um, with that little gap where you woke up, you'd probably 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. You probably wake up at, like, 1 a.m., like, on a full rest for you. So, realistically, it depends on when you two wake up. depends on when your day really starts. So we'll start with um, the apartment pals first and we'll go from there. So you're already awake by this point and I would say, considering how early you guys went to bed, it'd probably be about 4am, maybe 5am, maybe going just into 5 when you start getting awoken to Hugo saying, I'm sorry, 
a lot in his sleep. If it's been like a, a good amount of time and she feels like they're going to be well rested, she'll sort of slowly approach the bed and she'll gently sort of take Hugo's shoulder and just like, Hugo. I'm sorry. Oh. Good morning. It's, it's still dark. Why do we keep getting up when it's still dark outside? It's so early. <sighs> Fine. So just punches away. Fuck! Can you flick that fan down? Sorry, before I forget. That's so outraged for you. He's like, if I have to be awake, so do you, fucko. Boom! Mate! Watch where you aim! Dog gets so... He's very low down the bed. Dog gets so startled that he rolls over the foot of the bed instead of the side. He goes... And then comes off. Huge thud. He's so hurt. Well, now I'm pretty sure the uh, whole apartment block is awake. He <laughs> <laughs> was just there. Oh. I'm going to let you two get ready, and uh, I'll be waiting by the door when you're both ready to go. Hugo, being the normal traveler, he rolls out of bed, still in his leathers. I'm ready. He's a classic. Zero effort male. Rolls out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow his hair is perfect. <laughs> it's magic. Oh my god. Boy bears. <laughs> Crazy. Voyage, on the other hand, having removed chunks of armor. For fuck's sake. <laughs> um, I'm it's... gonna start wearing a cup to bed if you're gonna keep waking me up like that. You're usually up before me. Cause dog normally is. It's fun having the chance to wake you for once. I'll be a bit less violent next time. Please. Please. My future children will thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As you're well. getting ready, he starts just growing a few extra flowers. He's cow as normal and gets ready to get. Doesn't take voyage too long to just get over the fact he was sack whacked and get up with his day. <laughs> While voyage is getting over his sack whack, um. <laughs> 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 Just lean that. You good? Yeah, it's fine. Let's see if I can cover <laughs> myself up. Nope. <laughs> Seven. I didn't need to offer advantage. That's that's a that's a twenty-four. Yeah. Just sort of very obviously kind of covering up a bit of a a guilt. Oh no! Why? Uh. I'll get you later. I'll get you later. <laughs> he was just very confused. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were having a nice moment. <laughs> I'm just mucking around. Alrighty. Voyage being the one that takes the longest to get ready. And then... I've got to make sure my hair's done and my nails are clean. Yeah, it may, it may, it may have something beautiful. My boots are strapped properly. Boots are strapped. Perfect tension. 20 minutes to get the boots right. Yeah, yeah perfect yeah. tension on the leather straps to make sure it's not too tough and not tight enough. Uh, <laughs> one of those things. It's probably, probably we'll say for the sake of brevity, uh, making it that you have enough time to amply get ready. By the time you walk out the door, it is 6 a.m. So a nice, even 6 o'clock in the morning. By this point, the city is alive enough. People are going to work. And there are multiple, you know, travellers and our hands coming through the lower paths, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then we'll cut back to Gostrick's apartment. 
how does that morning play out? <laughs> Zeph? Would um, Gosric wake up first? Like, or would they be more the type to like sleep? You in? come to consciousness and he has not moved. Take that out of your mouth because you're going to break it. <laughs> <laughs> Steady the old nerves. <laughs> um, you said there was like a wash, like basin area sort of thing. Yep. Yep. So Zeph will go over to that area as quietly as they can, um, trying not to wake Goss up and just... I'm going to make it known right now. When you wake up, his cannon of a fucking arm is over the top of you, so you need to make an attempt to get out without waking him up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what am I rolling for that? Uh, that is going to be, that's going to be, I'm going to say, that'll be sleight of hand, because you want to be able to move his arm for you to sleep out. a strength check? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is He might 16. be rugged, but he is tender. <laughs> that's a 16. Alrighty, I'm just going to check his passive, because you're basically on top of him, so we need to know what I he's I love that about. you're creating that, like, sitcom moment where someone's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> like out of the I'm going to put this on the record now. This guy's a dummy. He has a passive. He has a passive perception of nine. Stop. <laughs> he usually he just gets pointed in the direction to go and he fights people. Okay. Um, hey, it works out. Mine's seventeen. So you just it's a, you don't even move. He's so large that like it's basically like a concave like crossing. So you just go <laughs> and just slide out <laughs> under the arm, and you are able to move and not disturb him. And you go to the wash basin. You can do what you need to do for the morning. Yeah, just um. They'll be cleaning off the blood that has dried from their forehead and any other wounds that they had. Um, just trying to fix up their clothes a little bit, um, make sure they're a little bit clean, and yeah, just look a bit not in li- not like they were plummeted yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what Gus did too? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Two in one day, I mean. <laughs> when you, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> no, so, you're not. <laughs> so look, the wash, the way, the way. It's, again, this is a this is an apartment that's been retrofitted to fit for a guy that's been by himself for so long that he has no need to care about his own privacy. There's no windows in his apartment. Like there's like, you know what I mean? Like they're all sealed up. Like he has no need for the sun to come in. He goes out when he wants to see the sun. So his wash basin is not like his washing area. Like his bathroom is not a separate room. It's just off to the corner of his room. And like the tiles are slightly different. So like, and they're concave to have like the plumbing and stuff. I swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) Take away pen privileges. But it's it's one of those uncomfortable things where it's like you look back and he's dead to the world, like like a big dragon dude. So like you having to like go through and like clean yourself off, wash the clothes. It's basically like you having to take your clothes off with him right behind you. But you're able to do it quietly, and it's when you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you see four perfect indentations where Mister K's fist broke your ribs. And there's even after sleeping and getting healing magic from your friends, it's just you know that's going to be there for a couple of days. And while the rib doesn't hurt as much because after sleeping on it and then having the potions and the magic like kind of help out, it's enough that it's like I can get the job done, it'll be fine. Um, that's going to be tender for a while, and it's just it's so big. Like this guy had just absolute cannonballs for hands. 
So, like, the fact that they left an indentation from, like, the gauntlet as well is just obscene. Obscene. And you've got, like, your clothes hanging over. And it's while you're going through and, like, trying to, like, scrub the dry blood out of your clothes. You hear the shuffling behind you. And he goes, I'm not looking. I'm facing the other direction. But I can assure you that that bruise will take days to go away. So he did look. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't look pretty. Mm. Well, at least it was a... Have you ever had to reset your own hand? That's kind of outrageous. Yeah, not yet. I feel like that'll hurt more. Why do you think I have so much alcohol in the cabinet? That does help ease the pain a little bit, yeah. Look, it it gets easier. Uh, well, uh, dealing with the pain gets easier. Pain is pain. We're made to feel it for a reason. Everyone heals. It'll go away. Um. So, do you do you need anything? Do you, like do you want to? Do you want a towel or something? I, look, I can block this room with my eyes closed. I can just keep my face to the other side and just move away. You, can, I'll go in the living room. Have you got any food in the kitchen? Have you seen the size of me? I need to eat like three times a day, minimum, <laughs> to keep this figure out. It, it costs a lot of money to look this good. Zeph will um, look over their shoulder and just... Go prepare something to eat. I'll be done. In he's at the point where it's like, you're here, and he's looking this way. He's not looking at the wall. Yeah. He's looking this way. So, like, you're ever so faintly on the periphery. So, like, if you wave him down, he can see it. But he's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. For such an alpha, <laughs> alpha male, he's a little bitch, isn't he? <laughs> he's, just a soft, he's just a soft, violent boy. And uh, he goes, cool, cool, and uh, <laughs> walks into the kitchen and receives. I just imagine like just a um, a knock to the the door frame and then fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I'll make a perception check for me. I meant to do that. <laughs> I'm not supposed to have the back of my hand. <laughs> uh, that is a twenty-three. You, uh, you can hear the mumbling in the kitchen. It's like. <laughs> can't talk to them, just talk to them. Talk to them. <laughs> 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 you hear it getting yourself in the forehead. Like you... oh, cool. And then, uh, <clears throat> cool. Breakfast! <laughs> Breakfast Arino. Food. <laughs> Food for. He's so soft on the inside. Food for friend. Oh, more than friend. 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 Food. 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 <laughs> Situation shipper. <laughs> <laughs> Zeph is just over. He has a charisma of negative one. It makes sense. Yeah, sure. No, no. Zeph is just over the wash basin, just shaking their head like, oh my god. But. You did this. <laughs> their face is also bright red. If anyone were to walk in there, they'd just see the most colour on a changeling's face that you'll ever see. And it's just, 
Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little bit like, fuck me, how do I go about this? <laughs> <laughs> I love the parallel both of them in different rooms. Like, <laughs> just play cool, man. Just play Two cool. Two home killers acting <laughs> like teenagers. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, Zephyr in front of the mirror was like, I can be anyone, but I want to be yours. <laughs> he pulls out a knife like, you got this, bitch. You, you fucking got this. Uh, I'm cold-blooded. I'm cold-blooded. <laughs> uh, after about 30 minutes, there's a moment of, um, there's a moment of, uh, like, tense silence where uh, you hear him at the door frame and you glance over. There's, like, he's got his back to the door frame. Like, he doesn't want to look. He goes, um, uh, um, uh, breakfast is ready, if you would like it. Thank you. Um, at, by that time, they would have been dressed enough, and their shirt would still... I fucking hate myself for saying this, but their shirt would still be wet. Yeah. <laughs> is that ashamed? Like, I'd rather wear a wet shirt? It's not like we just shared a bed. I'd rather wear a wet shirt than you look at me. Well, it's not that, it's... At this point in time, they wouldn't have any other clothes on them and they wouldn't want to be like, can I borrow a shirt that'll end up being like, you know, a full on tunic because it'll come down my ankles. <laughs> so they'll, they'll just deal with the wet-ish shirt and hope that the, the jacket covers enough. <laughs> uh, you walk out into the kitchen and He's prepared like a decent little breakfast. There's like eggs, it's like toasted bread, and some fruits and stuff. And he goes, "Yeah, look, I'm not much of a cooking uh, kind of dude, so this is just what I could put together." It looks great, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's his interior. <laughs> <laughs> Just and his Zara in the back, <laughs> pressed to the glass window. <laughs> but uh, he, he uh, you're you're free to sit wherever you want to sit to eat your breakfast. But you find the entire time he does that weird like tism thing where he eats standing up at his counter. Yes. And like immediately, like passively, you get the sense it's like he's never had a need to sit down and eat because he's always eaten alone. Mm. He's never had anyone around with him. So while you're sitting on like one of the couches, because there's like two armchairs and a big couch around the little table with the fire, which is where you can go sit if you like. But you find after he like slides you your plate with your utensils on it, he just stands at the counter facing into the kitchen. So he's like looking the opposite direction and then just begins to eat by himself. Fucking sit down, Goss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, but he takes, you see, you never seen the biggest guy in the room look the smallest on the little couch, <laughs> like sitting there with his breakfast. It's like, that yeah. burns a little bit more. So, 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 plan, plan, window, plan. What is the plan? Um, you guys are still meant to be going to see. That wizard fella. Yeah, I think they might be coming back here and then we'll go from here to see old mate um, Sebastian. Right. 
I remember he I remember he gave the address to where to go. I think I guess it works. Do you think the rest of them are gonna know to come here instead of going there straight away? Yeah, I, I trust I trust Zero enough to come and collect and most likely interrogate. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Mm. I hate that only now, eight hours later, did I ever think about the circumstances <laughs> of having to deal with that. Fuck. Well, I might just go for a wander into the sewers and never come back. Anyway. <laughs> okay, well, um, I'm going to go clean up. Okay. And he just gets up. He, he demolished the plane like four bites. Like, he, he's such a, like, nah, no more. But uh, he takes uh, his dirty plate and um, he goes, um, just leave it on the counter. I'll be back. And he drops them into like a little washing receptacle and then he goes into the bedroom so he can wash up and do whatever. So the next like 10, 15 minutes are yours if you want to do anything before we kind of jump ahead to eventually link back up. So if there's anything you want to add. Um, Zeph will probably stay seated on the couch, just rest their ribs a little bit more and just clean off and sharpen their daggers a bit as they're sitting there. About 15 minutes or so pass, and uh, eventually he comes back out um, with like like his his belt and he, like his under like like skin like skins are like fabric like shorts that he wears with like the cloth over the, the cloth over the front, and um, he's just got like the huge like like the towel like just kind of draped over like the back of his head where his horns are, and he's just like mm, mm, he's like wandering around getting his shit, and probably around this time is when everyone would link back up so the rest of the party. Do you want me to get runs it? runs over and just grabs both your hands? Please divert the attention from me as much as possible. Please. I know you're in there. <laughs> Help me. Okay. Ghost, you better open this door now. <laughs> Do you want me to open the door? Okay. Zeph will make their way over to the door and unlock the three big locks and just. He's already open. gone for the alcohol in the cabinet. <laughs> Blowing on the door opens. <laughs> <laughs> Zerulu like barges in, she's all like, move, wait, I'll get to you later. And she beelines for the kitchen. <laughs> and you just see her disappear into the kitchen, and there's just like hysterical whispering. Did you use protection? <laughs> <laughs> Loud. <laughs> He's not trying to be stealthy while this quiet conversation is Goss, happening. Goss, Goss, just giggling. You audibly hear the cracking of the vertebrae in Goss's neck as he looks to you, and there's just a moment where your eyes lock, and you know in his brain he's just screaming, "Help me!" <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened. Oh my god. Oh, weak sauce. He's <laughs> 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 like, "Why not?" <laughs> <laughs> There's just Sebastian in his workshop. I wonder how their morning's going today. They seem like such nice folks. Zero like comes into like the doorway and she looks like defeated. She looks. You just told me nothing happened. We have to try harder. All they did was fucking canoodle. <laughs> Canoodle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All what right. are you looking at? You disgust me, disappoint me. <laughs> Zeph is just standing there rubbing just, uh, their temples. <laughs> All right, let's 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 go. We've got. That was certainly good. We've got business to do that doesn't involve this. So let's get that. Let's get that done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you think I did a good job as embarrassing mother? I've not met many mothers that try and pimp their daughters out so much. <laughs> 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 uh, these are hard times. Need to find suitable uh, suitor. Look, you do you. I'm enjoying the show. <laughs> Anyways, yes. Let us get on the way. Alrighty. That's why he was like, as long as you keep it away from me. <laughs> it's coming for you. Nearly tried that. <laughs> as everyone begins to leave, um, Gostrick specifically grabs Yuzef on the way out and lets everyone walk out the door. And he goes, and I think he would, he would attempt to keep it so it's just out of earshot for everyone else to try and get some semblance of privacy. Um, so if anyone would like to attempt to perceive it, they may attempt it, but he is trying to keep it hush hush. I'll roll off! That is a 25. Oh, god damn. Fuck me. <laughs> he pulls you aside and goes, Look, I know a lot of this has been me sending you all to places. And it feels like I'm not interjecting myself into what needs to happen. I'm not doing it because I don't want to. I'm doing it because as long as I remain a impartial, air quotes, party, I can continue to gather information and feed it to you. I do want to help. I really do. And I want to see you all get through what you need to get through. I just, I think sometimes I just need to play it a little bit smarter. We can get twice as much information from both sides. Zeph will nod and just say, you allowing us to be in your home as a safe space is more than enough help, I believe. One way in, one way out. That's a deadly fucking gauntlet if they want to try. Um, smiles and gets a bit awkward again. He's like, leans over, kisses you on the forehead, and then just shuts the door. <laughs> and you hear the locks so rapid fire. <laughs> that is just. Yeah, imagine you turn around. Zero is literally just doing that. Not now. And with that, we will move through the city streets. So I think you guys left at about six, and I think going from uh, Zolotto to Moroz probably would have been, yeah, that would have been about an hour. So about 7 a.m. So we were going to uh, Coronet, or at least what we said it was. Yeah. So that is about, by this point in the morning, it'd probably be about an hour and a half, give or take. So by the time you get there, it's probably about, 8.30ish, you will take by the time you get there. Um, uh, let me just... 8, 9, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. 
Alrighty. And you guys move. And you remember some of the key information you were given was looking for the brick and stone house. We were, it was a purple, green, red, and blue curtains. curtains yes, each individual one. Each yes. individual one's on the window. And surely enough, as you begin to patrol, at some point, there's a. this is more of a neighborhood where a lot of you don't really have to come to. So it's like a bit, it's a bit newer, especially to you two specifically. But yeah, I'm not having to ask an individual on the side of the road, this like um older, even for like an elven like woman, like <clears> obviously <throat> got the like, elongated ears, but her face definitely starting to show some age. Um... Ah, uh, yes, that quirky house. Um, you want to continue a little bit further down, and you can't miss it, and you get further directions in, and then yeah, you see. Do you want to? Do you want to give a bit of a description for what they see at the front of this house when when everyone arrives? Sure. Let's see. First thing you'll probably notice is that uh, the scent of this house seems to come from a lot of its garden that's arranged around the front. It's a small garden. But you can see that's bustling with on one side almost like lavender almost around the top of that and then underneath that you can get the distinct smell of mint leaves uh you can see that there's also a little like uh, wicker basket set next to that and it's kind of half filled with some of those mint leaves at the moment uh there's a little walkway up to the front where you can see this very open and inviting looking house the windows are very tall the door itself is quite tall uh, and you can see through those windows a lot of very thick curtains these aren't the kind of curtains you'd actually put on a house these are more like the curtains you'd see in a theater like for plays, uh, each of them quite, each one seems to have a unique sort of one that's been almost restitched and set to it. There's also a pathway and like a little um, indicating sign, I suppose, with a couple of little like, um, maybe like rocks etched on the side of it or something like that in a little circle. And on there, you can see some little directions down to the warding wares workshop. Beautiful. You can see a little letterbox and things. I suppose from the window, you might also see that there's a very large sort of, uh, maybe a couple of large paintings and pictures, and each one right at the very bottom at the base where a name would be is a small little portrait sketch about this big with two figures in it. Hmm, lovely. So you guys find yourself at Sebastian's home, and you do recall that he said, if you'd like, you can beeline right around to the side to find his workshop, which is signed on the appropriate signage at the front. I leave it now to our group here in Collected, on where this scene goes next. Do we walk through the garden to that? Is that like Yeah, you kind of open the gate and kind of go As around. he walks through, he's just running his hands through the plants and they are just blooming. <laughs> I love that. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, this would be a real surprise for me. This is really cool. Tracking along behind Hugo, Voyage just kind of reaches out and snatches up one of the more bloomed pieces of lavender and just Sleight of hand is going to try and tuck it into the back with all the feathers that have been added for with sure, the rest. For sure, go for it. <clears throat> what the fuck is my sleight of hand again? <laughs> It'll be the 13. It's 17. Yeah, you don't notice. What what you do notice, though, as you pluck the lavender in, the raven's feathers that you put into his cowl, um, because uh, Hugo constantly druid crafts, and the druid craft is primal magic reviving the grass, the cow is so inundated with the vines and the roots of these plants that the um, raven's feathers are now like interceding into the live roots. They are now become one entity. So his entire cow is leather, fur, vines, and raven's feathers and whatever flowers he decides to add into it into the day. It seems that the more he adds to it, the more it just gains its own vibrancy of life. Just an additional <clears throat> large piece of lavender that's just kind of sticking out like an antenna at the back. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And you guys round the side. 
absolutely. Be straight down. Yeah. What's the workshop look like, being a separate building to the house? So behind at the house is a very open sort of almost like glass spacing area that you might imagine like um, was once maybe like a balcony area that's been converted to an indoor space. Uh, and on that glass inside, you can see huge strings hanging with these large pieces of what well, looks like a brownish cardboard material that's been cut into certain shapes with um, pen and notations and markings at various points. You can also see uh, versions of mannequins, all of them with these vibrant um, different sort of costumes and pieces, along with more of those same sort of one large painting with some text at the top and a smaller little sketch piece set into the base of each of the frames. The workshop itself, is by comparison to a very open and glass heavy, a very plain looking place. It does have a little um, glass atrium side on the far side, but you can see that it's just made of brick, wood, and it has a little bit of copper detailing. Other than that sign outside, this one is not signed. Uh, it just has a very, almost like looks like a block, very dark in comparison to a very open, inviting other house. But inside you can hear maybe the slight as something is winding and then quickly resetting. Uh, you can also hear a few footsteps and things like that. Uh, you may from the window see occasionally. Um, you can see, it's tr interesting. Sebastian, you can maybe see just his hand and a bit of his head inside as he's pushing his head into the chalkboard. And you can see that metal filings and metal pieces, all white as chalk would be, have formed onto the board and are occasionally sh shifting into another pattern. And he kind of pauses for a second, writes something down. You hear that ticking again, the patterns shift. Sh he writes something else down. That seems to be where he's focused at the moment. Can I just quickly ask, are we able to read what's written on those, those portraits? Pieces? Yeah. On the portraits? Yeah. yeah. Um, I suppose I can give you some ideas. Um, the one closest on this side says uh, Fraulein Elkleeper. And on that one you can see it seems to be the story of someone who grew up in a grove and you can see them sort of shifting between a form, you can see animals. Uh, and at the very bottom of it, you can see a date and you can see a small sketch of what looks like Sebastian uh, with a, next to him is a woman with like darker short hair, um, dark eyes. And then she looks much more in, like she's got a much more open sort of expression to things. She's holding a huge bundle of flowers while Sebastian stands with nothing and just kind of smiles next to her. Uh, the one next to it might say Nightingale Male. Um, and you can see another picture. The final one has had its picture removed but there's still a little sketch there but there's a blank spot where the picture would be does it say anything on that one no it um this time as you look at it you see that it's the similar kind if you would look closer at the picture you'd see another date this one was maybe 12 years ago they look much younger in this picture um and you can see that in this one um the woman uh is holding once again flowers it's a smaller bunch this time she looks younger more experienced and Sebastian is holding a box, a little glass display case, and on it is a blue cravat with little symbols on it, the same cobalt blue cravat from before. It seems to be a gift related to that painting that was removed. Um, yes, those are the ones you would see from this side. Um, I just rolled Perception before to see if there was like anyone else in the vicinity that might be watching or, you know, in the... Oh, like in the neighborhood? Yeah. Uh, what, how'd you want to roll? Um, I got a 23. Well, a 23? No, not, not in this neighborhood. This neighborhood seems a little bit more uh, tight knit. What I will say is as you guys, um, as you move, <clears throat> pardon me, around the edge, you see the, um, the like, like knights, like people that work for the law enforcement, the military, there is a, uh, there is a pair 
um, and they want, and they're just chatting between themselves. So you, it seems that this neighborhood specifically, while not definitely like the Garden or Traders Bay, like a, a neighborhoods that have a little bit more um, need to be protected, the council is still kind enough to send law enforcement down there to have a wander. And while there is a particular, you know, what, I'll roll for it. We'll see what happens. Uh, no, they, they they see you and acknowledge you, but they don't really take any notice. You know, it's a big city. There's a lot of people here, but also you would get the idea that. Lucky there's a sign here saying there's a workshop around the back, otherwise it'd probably look very suspect when a bunch of people walk into the gate. Yeah. Um, but no, nothing like that. Yeah, able to move through. What do you do? This is entirely... I, I leave the reins from my hands of this as you guys decide how you wish to go. You're at the door of the workshop while Sebastian works away inside. Thirty feet. Make a note of that. You hear a slight. Thirty feet. Make a note of that. Um, he comes over. Door is slid open, and Sebastian folks do. Hi. Hello again. Hello. Um, please come in. Can I get you all anything? Um, are you interested in uh, coffee or some sort of sweet biscuit? I'm not sure what your preference is with Hugo's face. Yes. <laughs> See what Thank we. You. I'll, 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 I'll refer oh, you up to the more. pantry. Uh, I'll refer to the pantry for you. But if anyone's interested in coffee or tea, mostly mint tea at the moment. But uh, we can make do and see what we've got back. Uh, all good, thank you. Right, no worries. Right, well, come in nonetheless. Very uh, easily wooed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thrusting. I have found your vice, young master. <laughs> Inside, as you kind of walk, he's immediately grabbed like a little speaker and the earpiece again. Uh, Coach and Cole? Coffee set in stone? Oh, wow. That was you can all probably hear this, actually, because it's coming from the speaker at a decent volume, you'd say. Uh, could you please... Um, I could probably use another coffee, actually, about now, but if you could also please bring down just a plate of uh, whatever biscuits and things we have. Bonus if it's got me chocolate on it. See. Other request, but I'm sure I can muster up I, something. Thank you. No, I, I appreciate it. Also, do you need anything right now? Are you, are you okay over there? No, I'm good. I'm just finishing up some uh, sewing on more fabric, but I can do that. I'll hopefully have it in about 15 minutes. Oh, okay. that's a lot. Thank you so much. Right, yep. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Love you. Lovely. One, be a moment. Uh, one moment, please. And he kind of reaches out before he plays it. 30 feet. Make it. Oh, yes, that's right. And he kind of puts his hand on the board again. You can see a few more shapes begin to shift. <laughs> I've been thinking about what you said before, about the, um... Oh, and he kind of flicks his hand for a second. You see there's this large kind of reel of paper that kind of quickly flips over and shuts, but this doesn't look like equations. You can see it kind of looks like a thin line of text running in the middle of a page with a few that kind of block out from it. And it closes, and you can see that he has a theater script, like, set into a little podium to the side. He's quickly closed when seeing everyone kind of enter. Pardon me, it's just semi-relevant reading. I was looking into your uh, thoughts from before about expanding out the barrier. I hadn't actually thought about it, as you'd said before, but it's a very good idea. I can probably take it as far as my actual reach of this can go, but what the problem is once it breaks, then the damage will still affect the person, but it could be a way to prevent someone from getting hit pretty badly. I'll look into it. You work fast. That's I, very impressive. Well, it's it's work in progress, but I, I don't have... When, when you live for perhaps... <laughs> Ten times less the age of some beings, you have to really put the pedal to the metal, so to speak. 
Lights of fire under your ass. I like that. Hey, thank you. Right, now, as far as anything I can do for the lot of you, is there anything um, as far as uh, resources and things you need? I currently have two of these small talkers. Um, one is being, um, as you can probably tell, is with my wife, um, and the other is here. So uh, she'll probably, oh, maybe I should ask her to bring that. Depends if that's something you'd like, of course. It might be handy for communication. It works within a radius of about 18 miles, last I checked. So pretty substantial. We'll cover the city with ease, but I would imagine. But is that roughly right as far as yeah. the city? Yeah, the city in a good area of the mountain-ish, yeah. It right. basically gives you comfortable, clear communication right. within the entire confines of the city and probably just into the farmlands mm. too. Mm. And unlike magical items, because of the radio basis, it doesn't require a charge or anything like that, unlike typical magical items, which makes it quite potent uh, for just delivering messages. Though you do need to deliver 25 of them and then seal that, and then the next 25 can come through, reasonably speaking. Uh, but with back and forth, that should be fine. Another thing I have is this, and he kind of kind of unclips the the sort of rod that he has in the back. This is a smoke and mirror. Um, essentially, it is offers a reflective mirror-like sheen that I use for standard cloaking of allowing me to get around. I did see you all before the other day, but you did not see me because it would have been physically impossible. Um, hence this thing. Uh, others can use it, though they would need to attune to the item, which takes about an hour. So whether or not, I, for now, I, I won't give you a demonstration because it's only got four charges in it, but perhaps if we need it. Those are my major um, arcana items. I am working on other things over here. Uh, and he reaches over, and the far side you can see, this room is pretty devoid of things, but you can see the chalkboard also has about five, six miniature little slats of chalkboard that are stacked to the side. <laughs> and those are full of little pieces. A lot of it is tight. You can see little diagrams of people and ranges and stuff like that, and little triangles. The workings of a madman. <laughs> you can tell that even the big simple things, and then there's this crazy chicken scratch stuff. So. At the far end, he's got like a cage looking system and you can see in that like a little bead of light kind of echoing, exploding. That's not what I'm trying, I'm trying to avoid this happening, but um, you know, it's, we're, we're getting there, but I'm looking in ways to counter magic. I can't dispel magic yet, but I'm looking at that if they start casting it and I can see it, I should be able to get in there. Most higher level magic will be harder, but I'm ready to learn. That's currently what I do. I can detect magic, as I mentioned, identify. Do you have any items you need identified? Uh, anything you might know that might be cursed? Any spells that might have been cast on any of you? Um, I can probably tell, um, perhaps, if anyone's been afflicted by one of those things. I'm not saying you have, but it's a dangerous place out there. Uh, there's maybe one thing you could have a look at. I, I can certainly try. Yeah. How does it present on a hand? It's just a plain gold ring. Uh, and then casually she'll go to like... Uh, nope. Uh, can you, uh, I, I, while it's on the hand? I, yes, I just need to, um, sort of interact with it for a second. I need to put full tools out. Um, here, come over to the table. Uh, I don't want you here, um... It's going to take a few minutes, Janae. And he kind of reaches the side, flicks his hands, and you see like a little, like, couch cushion kind of... Tears on the table. You can just oh, sit on that oh, so that's easier. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, this is what it's like to get gut. <laughs> so, I collecting think... husbands. <laughs> oh, no. It's a running joke, don't worry. You hear, you hear a tea glass shatter in the distance. <laughs> if anyone did see the script, they would see probably the text from here says, The woman in blue. 
is probably the only thing you would see on like the theater script and he's had it close to the chalkboard when he was putting his hand on it um yeah so um sebastian's gonna sit there he's going to take um kind of twirl his hands for a second you'll see that as you put your hand over it you can feel almost like colder sort of air sort of kind of moving around the top of your finger and then warmer kind of air moving down the bottom and then a very thinner stronger current moving through the center of the finger as it's like kind of striking over it right i'm glad this board is to be easier to get started and for the next 11 minutes, I'll cast Identify on the ring. Yes, we can do that. But you can give me the details later if you want. But if there's No, that's mistakes. okay. That actually works out well. So in the, ele- in the 11 minutes that... It's one of those things where it's like, I feel like bar Sebastian running through the motions audibly, as a lot of us here can attest to, we speak out loud when we do things that require concentration. Mm. Um, I feel like for a lot here in Collected, probably not so much you, Zero, but for everyone else here in Collected... It is very odd to be, for Hamilton reference, for anyone who listens, to be in the room where it happens, right? To be able to see the the, the working foundation of where so much of this uh, uh, kind of technology that you're aware of come into existence. Now, granted, it's still very unique comparatively to the elevators that you've seen and, you know, like uh, black onyx runic pads that you use for door opening and all that sort of stuff, which for you is everyday business. Right. Um, probably a couple of minutes into that thing getting um getting that ritual getting started there is a very slight and an opening in the door as the door opens and you see the back of um a woman uh shorter uh darker hair and in um the clothes are it's definitely something that could be worn in public but it's also quite uh, a bit showy, a bit showy. Like for any of those who are inclined to watch any, like marionette shows or puppet shows, like something a bit more extravagant to catch the eye of the viewer. As this uh, older but still, still beautiful in the face. But the the weathering of age is definitely there. Um, and she comes in with uh, a tray of a steaming hot uh, teapot and several tea glasses just in case, and one uh, which is another shape, which itself is actually a mixture between ceramic and brass, which is obviously a cup specifically for Sebastian, a bit more themed to his wares, and um, a small saucer that's probably about yay high with about um, eight different biscuits on it, like all variables. (laughs) And she turns and um, looks and goes, oh, am I interrupting something, Stone? Oh, no, I'm I'm good. I, I don't know whether or not... Um, I, I appreciate you using the naming. I've sort of already given them uh, mine, but I haven't mentioned yours uh, just for the... It's up to you. I will leave that for you to decide. Is this the same woman in the photos with you? It obviously... Appears to be. Appears to be. Nice! That was awesome! Uh, uh, I'll leave that to you, but thank you so much. This... Oh, you, you really have done yourself. I'm just identifying um, a ring at the moment. Okay. But uh, thank you so much. I'll, I'll talk on out. And you find she moves over to and sees like just a bunch of like paraphernalia spread out along mm-hmm. the thing. She goes with her elbow and just slips the tray on. She goes, My name's Olivia. I'll see you all later. Thank and you. was going to draw a craft the same bouquet of flowers from the photo and hand it to her and say thank you kindly. Thank you. I like him. He can come really back. Cool. I didn't know he could do that. That was amazing. How did? Wow. That's it. I'll talk to you later. And uh, shuts the door, and she wanders back to the house ever so quietly. Sebastian's kind of smiling and vacant for wait, and kind of quickly gets back <laughs> and immediately says, "What did I? What did I do?" But the eleven minutes pass, 
Now, if you can do me a favor, what are the what is the language I'll identify? Oh, good question. Let me get it for you. Uh, just to Let's make sure you get it cards. right. Yes. So you choose an object. Uh, if it's a magic item, you learn its properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement, how many charges it has. Uh, you also learn whether any spells affecting the item and what they are. If it was created by a spell, like some sort of conjuration thing, right. then you'll know what spell created it. Um, so just trying to get the origin Basically of this Basically get thing. the item. Yeah, the Page. item description. <laughs> yeah. What, how many charges it's got, um, and just kind of if anything's affecting it magic-wise, like right. if there's a spell locked onto it or something. So, Sebastian's ability to process information of a scientific and mathematical nature is probably unparamounted to a lot of others that he's worked with. You all notice off the bat that this is a man that is dedicated, if not all of his life, the highest portion of it to being the best at his craft or attempting to be the best. For you, the ability that it, when the information flows into your head, mm. normally it becomes, its not, you don't see it in words or numbers. You no. get it in a motive understanding and then you take it to your blackboard and, and translate it in words and numbers in a way that you can look at it and go, oh, I know what this is. Yeah. And as you're looking at the ring, I would even say you see the crossing paths of the two uh, layers of wind and the surge that flows from basically like the elbow to Zero's uh, hand and wrist. Mm. And you feel, you feel a bit like, hmm, this feels a bit odd. It's a bit peculiar. Mm. And um, at a, there's a flicker of light around you and you quickly look and you turn the window and the day is as cloudy and sunshine, sunshine through the display yeah, yeah. clouds as ever. You're like, oh, okay, must have been a bird of some sort. <sighs> and as you continue to try and retain this information, you start feeling sick. And from the outer rims of your vision, black veins cross over into your eyesight. And for those watching on the outside, uh, Sebastian starts to sweat a little bit and starts to get a bit... <clears throat> and... Ever so slowly, eventually, you feel physically that you hit a wall and you're forced back out. But the reason you hit a wall is because you kind of get the idea that you know what this is on a baseline arcanic level. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is a contract. That's what that is. That is something that is bound to zero because she made an agreement to have it. And as such, being the contract recipient... Mm -hmm. and you not being the contract recipient and or holder, mm -hmm. you're not allowed to know what that is. Right. Not right yet. No. All right. Uh, Sebastian will just say, one moment, please. I, I, I got, and he kind of stumbles to the door, shoves it outside, and just starts, like, dry retching and coughing quite heavily. You can see oh, he kind of tosses... Shit. You can see him kind of reaching for rocks and a few of the rocks nearby, kind of, like, reaching up to his hand and then kind of dropping down and going, Oh, oh pardon, uh, pardon me. I'm not used to being oh wow I don't know. That's no it's okay that's it's I've never had that reaction before I'm gonna go and sit down inside one moment no it I'm, I'm okay I'm just a bit frazzled by that it wasn't anything to do with you it's just a different magical item to what I'm used to um, and he kind of sits down to the side and kind of processes for a second he looks at the chalkboard right so what we're working with here is that this is a ring that has an entity tied to it. I don't know what it is. It's a weird one that made me... Something didn't tick right with me there. Um, maybe it's in the nicest of way. Um, but 
but it does seem that this was made through a contract, a bound agreement that apparently as the recipient, I cannot know this. But if you're, if you have it, perhaps you know it. Another thing that's interesting, would Sebastian know the elements of the spell remove curse? I would say yes. Enough basics, not like to like you, you do twenty to thirty years of science. Yes. You're probably going to know about it. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would say you definitely know the elements of it for sure. It's not the first item that's been. If it were, if this were a curse, what you would do is you could use a spell called Remove Curse, and what that allows you it doesn't break the curse of the attunement, but allows the wearer to remove it and break the attunement. Now, so you're saying there's a chance to take it off? Potentially, but Ooh, even with those saying, items, I can learn that spell. How? You, yeah, that's impressive. You, I mean, you manage festive oh, flowers. You were my queen. I need to pray on this. You have a connection there. Well, the divine force would be, would burn hot through something magical. But this is different to an item. Typically, if it's a cursed item, I can identify it and determine the nature of that curse. It is a set principle. This is a, like a wall. I couldn't get through it, mostly just because I was denied access to it. But there are principles and parameters to this item that can be discovered, perhaps, with time. Um, I'm not sure, though. Do you know who gave it to you? And do you know, more importantly, what you will be expected of from this? It is from my new husband. All right. Well, you know, he sounds like a fun, no, uh, an interesting <laughs> individual. His name is The Wanderer. The Wanderer. Would I? Would that tick anything in my mind? Um, like a... You can make a history check. Oh, I like it. The, the Wanderer, first name The. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, natural one. Ooh! So a total of eight. But no, sorry, no, a total of you five. You kind of wish no. the void. When did they get married? Just outside of your yeah. purview. Yeah, no. Um, that doesn't sound like one of the major gods or anything like that. I mean, that in the nicest way. It just, um, but it could be potentially powerful. It doesn't. It doesn't ring a bell with me. He was no god. No, I think... Okay. I think... Do I have the base understanding of what it is I've made the contract with? You get the... Like, you know the sense that... Like, Zero knows at the sense that it is a powerful magical entity, but Zero is probably not sure as to what exactly that entity is. All you know is he's got... He's got juice that, like, Popeye spinach stuff. What my thoughts on it? If, it, if he hasn't told you what is expected of you... Then I would be. A, I would say you have a right to negotiate on that, in the sense that if he were to come to you and say, uh, "Kill this person or drag this body through a lake or something like that that's already dead or something," I don't know what weird ring-related sickening stuff would be connected. You didn't know about that beforehand. You in, are essentially. I would imagine this is my theory on it. Of course, my theory is that this is more like a back-and-forth sort of thing where a new deal could be made in exchange for something else. He essentially puts you on call. I would imagine. I'm working off theory here, but I would say don't feel forced into something at this point. Unless he's able to afflict you with things in the night or in the day or something like that. That is another complication. Um, but, you know. I would suggest I remove curse if you ever need to break the attunement. Could be an option. They might be aware of it, though. And they could deny you. I wasn't even able to get the information on it. If someone was going as far as to break that ring's attunement, I can't guarantee your safety in that. I just need Welcome you. to try it one day. If, if Push comes to shine. Hmm. Oh. So this is my dumb decision, not yours. We won't risk it. But thank you. Okay. Just 
remember it. It's not just because it's something is like that is on your hand doesn't mean, you know, doesn't mean it's all set in stone, so to speak. Thank you. No, that's uh, given me a lot to think about. About. I, I know you'll be you'll be fine. Now, uh, as far as things go with the actual city and missing persons cases, mm. uh, I am going to um, kind of twirl my click my hands again, and this time kind of send it into the ceiling and. A little five-foot square kind of echoes out and then kind of falls down like rain or fog. And you watch as that fog gets thinner and thinner and thinner. And, and you can see now he kind of plucks some little like um, some little like rocks from the lights that kind of form like a little string light thing of pebbles. Tosses that into it. Those turn invisible. And then with minor illusion, there'll be a map of the city. <gasps> this guy's got holograms. <laughs> like, hey, he was a map maker, so hey. he's just completely like studying this thing, pulls out his little map cake and starts sketching down as much of the city as he possibly can. Right, so we are here. He points on the octagon and you can see the map. Whole, the whole thing kind of shifts again like a slide projector and you can see a little light, light on there. Right. <laughs> now, I, this is a question for you, DM, but how? Yes. I know that Sebastian's very new to the actual searching for things, but as far as like rumours for where missing persons cases have been, would you have an idea of the districts or the wards that these would be in? Um, yes. I am now actually going to send everybody um, the small rough copy of the map that I sent in our group chat. So now that you guys actually have something more on reference, I'll allow yes. everyone to take notes on that as they please. Um, now run that question by me again, oh, sorry. I basically make... want to know how much Sebastian knows about like the missing persons cases or the raiding of houses. Would he know, even if he doesn't, these are mainly rumours he's working off of, mm. but would he, for example, have an idea of like what areas are being targeted or where he's at least met the people who've been talking about it? So a lot of the information that you garnered as far as um, the rumours, you heard in passing from the knights that roam around the area because yeah. you have a pretty good working relationship with them because you yourself were a civil servant for many years. Yeah. Um, the original, the original raid happened in Traders Bay. Mm -hmm. the, the first one that got a lot of people talking about it was Traders Bay. Mm -hmm. And the other ones, the other raids not so much. That information has since gone a bit... Uh, it's kind of been a bit of a media blackout. As far as the missing persons, the missing persons, the only ones that really made... Um, gave you a concrete selection of where to go were they were happening in Vortekin, which is the slums. Mm -hmm. And everyone kind of chops that up to... Oh, well, standard. That makes sense because it's the slums. Um... And there's obviously some horror stories about um, people believe that some people are possibly going missing or falling into danger in that nice little blank section behind Moroz and Razum, mm. where apparently there's new development as well. Mm. So for you guys in Collected, you've not noticed it because every time you've ever gone to Ray, uh, to Moroz and Razum, the Law District, you knew where you wanted to go, so you weren't exploring. Um, but yeah, there you go. Another thing about that, um, Sebastian will explain the details of what you said there, but he'll also kind of point out that area there also doesn't yet have probably proper main roads developed. I am not involved in road construction or anything, not for years or even then I wasn't part of it. But um, nonetheless, it looks like there are still paths through it. Essentially, Hannenfreis was built on top of previous cities, as you're probably already aware. Some of those paths are still accessible, if not 
potentially dangerous comparatively, I would imagine. But yes, that was more. Those are more stories and rumors of people in that blank section. But that's still very early development for the city. So yes, Traders Bay was the biggest one. Uh, other than that, there have been more rumors, and it's just been too much of the same sort of, I suppose, patterns for it to be coincidence or standard. Hugo's gonna look around the room and lock eyes with Voyage and kind of just do like a nod and say, "So far, you've been very." forthright with us Aye. but I think you'll understand that we're a little bit wary of strangers especially after what we've been through recently Aye, that makes sense I I don't I mean this in the nicest of ways I don't know what that task force looked like and well there you there there's a group I've suddenly seen show up and they're break the first thing I see them do is break out of there's a bad place I would like to trust you but Aye. I'd like to try something I understand I'm going to pa cast a spell. Okay. And you can choose to try and fight it, but you will be obliged to tell us the truth should you allow it. Right. This would just give us a means um, of trust. I can understand that. And I'll grab my necklace and cast Zone of Truth. All right. And I essentially think it would take up this whole space we're in. All right, cool. What's that look like? So a purpley blue glow would kind of pulse off the hand of the necklace. And then I imagine I speak like a little bit of almost like a gibberish. And just from my mouth, it evaporates like a purplish blue just comes out and forms a large bubble around all of us. Mm. And everyone has to make a 14 charisma saving throw or you can choose to. You can elect to fail. I elect to fail. I like to fail. I like to fail. <laughs> Fuck you, that's 12. Oh. <laughs> We're all truth sayers now. <laughs> what happened? Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> knows who fails and doesn't fail with it, so he says, everyone here is now obliged not to lie. Understood. Okay. Ask away. Have you been forthright with us in yeah. everything you've said? I have. Including the part about being afraid. Are you part of this private security task force, any of the members of this party, to your knowledge? I've only been in the city for two days and... They've been here for longer. I'm fairly certain that, well, myself and Voyager are only fresh to the city and... These two, I do not believe, have anything to do with the government. No. Not the part of the task force. It's for the best, it seems, with the way they've been acting. Thank you, that does make me feel better. Mm. feel a lot better about that. Now, any other questions for me? Looks around, everyone else. I like him, and I have to tell the truth. <laughs> I don't particularly have any other questions for you, per se. Hmm. Understood. If that's that's covered, perhaps we can begin to look into things, investigate and figure out so what's look going at on. You. I think there's something going on here. What are you looking at? I've got a question for you, if that's okay. I'm sorry. What? I'm an open book. Are you? Because shooting a random civilian 
for simply witnessing us doing good, according to this newcomer. Sorry, I'm choosing your words as ammunition. It needed to be done. Someone has to make the decision. To kill a random innocent civilian. Who do you think you are in killing a random innocent civilian? Hell, is your name even really Zero? As soon as Voyage says, is your name even really Zero? Zero will go to answer. But the answer isn't there. And so her mind just starts scrambling forward for what the answer would actually be. And then it hits a wall, but it really wants that answer. And it starts to push through that wall. And you just start to see blood trickle from her nose. No, no, wait, are you okay? I'm fine, I'm fine. This is part of the spell, what's happening? Voyage kind of realizes that maybe, oh fuck, I've made a mistake. I would actually like you to make a constitution saving throw, please. Um, Did you beat a 15? I got 15. You got 15 on the spot. Um, okay, so the con save is acting as your ability to keep your composure. Uh, at first, there is a but a split second where Zero's words begin to slur and lose for a second, and then she regains composure. I would then like you to make an insight check. Um, I'm going to have you roll... I would like you to roll me... Insight is... Deception is what... I would like you to roll Charisma. So roll a d20 and your Charisma modifier. That's 14. Math, 15. Okay. What you get from that... What you're reading on Zero Space... Is the fear of someone... Realising they don't know. That's what that is. I got to. You can... Take care of the rest of this. I need to go outside. Don't, don't follow me. Just leave me alone. I need to go outside. I'll be back. And Zero will just wait outside. You leave. But we will remain here at the moment. With the party here in Collective. I, uh, I do apologise. No, While that was all going on, Hugo dropped the zone of truth, feeling very uncomfortable. I would be... I don't mean this in the wrong way, but... I'm not sure how new you are to the game of this, but... Sometimes things happen. Decisions get made in a moment. I can't speak to your group. I wasn't there for the situation. I've had people count on me for things and failed them. I would just say that already she's going through enough knowing that innocent blood's on their hands. She can say it has to be done, but she knows already. I think it's... It's a complicated situation. I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to make sure more people are protected. You want people to be safe and feel comfortable and welcome around them. I would just... I didn't want you coming into this group thinking we're all good. Right. Well, despite that being down, I'm... I'm aware. I don't think people are... No one is all good. In that sense. I just feel like that tactfulness there could have been, you know. I think she's already gone through a lot. I mean, she's got this weird, freaky thing that made my 
that ring made me you know, lose my marbles for a moment there, so I worry for what she's going through. She's always a tough exterior. Aye, so is everyone in many senses, perhaps. We will fade from the workshop in the moment and follow Zero as you stumble out and once you know you're out of view of the windows of the side of the workshop is when you start to feel like your shoulders weigh a ton. It'd just be a succession of rapid heartbreak, um, rapid heartbeat, heavy breathing, and then a name very quietly repeats over and over. And then there's a voice that she doesn't recognize that just goes, Ariella, what are you doing? And then it goes silent. I think I'll open the door, I suppose, at that point there. As that kind of like clears back, you'll door open, head poke through. You right? Yeah, good, good. I just want you to know I'm, I understand where you're coming from. It's. Okay. It's fine. Okay. Zeph will. Um, pass a cloth to Zero to clean up her nose and just give them a look of um, you've got someone to confide in that will understand. Zero ex accepts the cloth and will just quickly wipe up her face. It's it's fine, really. It's, it's fine. That uh, I'm not mad. Uh, let's let's um let's move on aye. yes let's yeah, focus security, on the work the security oh yes. aye if that's the way if we want to focus on the security we could uh, go to traders bay and figure out what was going on there since that was the one location mm. unfortunately i don't have many others unless we were to i don't know we could try and meet some of the people we could try and go to council i still have my letters of you know some of my letters for my work there i can try and get us in a meeting with someone we might know more about council work i know we don't trust the councils or I would just let you know I don't think all of the council's in on it, in the sense that if everyone was in on it, it would have gone public very quickly. I have a question for those of you from the city. Hi. What is the council? I mean, like, you're leaders, obviously, but... So... How does yeah. this system work? When Erishtaud has been re reasonably, in the long sense of the Severance, been recently been colonized by more people, more people have come here from over the waters. Uh, when those humanoid communities set up, they set up the sister cities, uh, Pannenfreis and Hannenfreis. Um, and both of those are, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong here, DM, mm -hmm. there's the Anerishad Council that's sort of between those two, and they are in communication with each other, and their biggest branch of their biggest hand in things is the Anerishad military, which are the knights that you see roaming around. Um, the actual design of them, I believe um, Pannenfreis was the initial the first city that was built took longer. Hanenfreis was built quickly to keep up with that, which is why the lower cities and the build-over occurred. There were some interesting stories that lingered from the times of the building, especially around the Undercity and rumors therein. But uh, nothing really has surfaced recently other than the gangs and the Astral, most recently. So but the council themselves are... It's complicated. I know not too much about Hanenfreis, but despite the barrier-looking technology that I have as a means of achieving things. They have one around their whole city. As but, for the local governments, I mean, like, 
we talking a, a large group for council? Is it a small? Hmm. I, um, they've got a definitely enough. More, I feel like there's more of them in the military aspect of things. That's a bigger group than the actual council. There's, so there's there's definitely so the Unerin the Unerishrad High Council is the council that does operate between both cities that basically govern the entire nation as a whole, mm-hmm. and both cities have uh, city councils. So you bang on with that. Um, as far as because you've been out for a quite a little bit, you're actually not too sure who's in uh, no. the city council right now. You know. definitely know there exists, but yeah. you just don't know who it is. Okay, so no one knows who's the council. No. Like, but there's they, no connection. But you know, they'd be in charge of the building with, um, you know, the new area of the city. And if there's one thing I worked on for a while, it was the walls. Perhaps I can suggest that we're all a team going in to investigate that unmarked area of the city. You work on the walls. Just this map of yours, is there by any chance anywhere that would be easy to get in and out of the city unaccosted by the guards? Well, that's quite a question, but I think just based off the top of my head, lower paths are not going to be as heavily watched where that's where waterways and things go. Guards aren't typically going to be walking in those spaces. Of course, you've also got to deal with the fact that these aren't designed typically for being walked on frequently by people. So... Collapses. We go around stepping on toes. An exit, an exit strategy. That Someone's going to see us. I could, I suppose, not go to the council, and we could still walk over there under the guise that I've been approved by them. I'm not much of a forger myself. I had a year good at forging. Has, um, because Zeph just doesn't feel right about the whole situation and stuff and um have you been hired by the council to sort this out no this is an independent work with a party of one and what's intrigued you about all of this what's your motive his eyes flick to a drawer for a second, but he looks back to you and says, I am... Um, I feel like I need to put a name under my belt. A couple, as many as I need. People that I can say are better off because of me. That's probably my best approach. Some personal things, but it's not an, out of any in achieving getting money or trying to break any love or anything like that. Don't like the astral pe- astral very much, though. That's more of a other side situation. Um, yes. Pardon me. That's a big question. It's a good question mm-hmm. to ask. Uh, it's more of a. It's just my own approach to things. Uh, you might also notice in this room that there are indents in the wall where smaller little plaques have been taken and you can see uh, essentially nail board scratches. Like a heavy metal nail has been dragged through about a portion of the top wall and then removed. And that there are regular intervals across the office space. You can also see that the only drawer, the one he glanced to, has a heavy padlock on it, or a heavy lock on it. But it's for me to know and to figure out if you, I can show you that that's the long and short of it. 
Why don't you? Oh, uh, you go, you go. Have you been helping people recently, like getting rid of quote unquote astral users or people that have been dealing astral? Not very successfully, no. Admittedly, I've um, been mostly patrolling and trying to get a sense of the space, map these areas in more detail, figure out where they are moving and where they're hiding. I've gone to a scuffle, didn't end great for me. I'm not the most physically ready for that. So I've been, had to rework some of the portal stuff to get me out of a situation like that. But no, I haven't actually achieved as much as I would have hoped. I'm one person, and this is a city where you can walk across it and meet people that you've never seen before in your life. Well, you've made yourself known in our community, whether you like it or not. Not been named? Not named. There's been no name said, but I have a feeling that people already know who you are in this community. So if I were you, I'd be very careful where you tread. I am. You can see the way he's kind of holding himself. The stress he's feeling isn't really for him, but you can see he keeps looking out the window across the pane of the glass. I swear this is... It wasn't my intention. I don't know. Do you know I can keep her safe? When it comes to that, I... I've had to do the same recently. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So, either hire someone or get her out. I don't think hiring someone's going to do much. Astral's so far spread. I don't think one person's gonna be enough. I think I might have to. No, it's. Thank you. Might have saved her life there. Something I should have been aware of. I lacked. I think I was so focused on just trying to get something, anything started. I forgot to think about what happened if I put my hand on the furnace. So, I am going to. See if I can organize at least some alternate point of stay for her and bring up that conversation. That's going to be complicated. I might need to bring that up with her soon. Um, just for her safety, I'm what, thank you for telling me. Why do you all want to find this private security task force, might I ask? I personally have reason to believe that it is, um, tied in to a member of the sunken sect. Right, they're the ones they're after and killing them, but the sunken sect has had people killing them and going after them, and they've always come out of the woodwork, so to speak. Yeah, this is a personal investment. I understand. Minds think alike in this. Right, well, our goal with this task force is to remove their influence. We don't know what they're capable of or what they have done. Have they, they haven't, we haven't got any charges of murder or any 
That's other than breaking and entering, it seems, from Traitor's Bay. Have any, were any lives taken on the day of the Traitor's Day raid? Uh, no. They no. kicked open the house. The individuals that were taken were not named. There, could, there was anywhere between three and five, um, according to who asks the story. But no public news has been printed in the local gazette or papers mm. regarding who these people apparently were. Hey, we could go to that house, figure out the names. Alternatively, we our goal might be in part to find one of these individuals and capture them alive, bring them in for questioning, find the location, find the names and identities and abilities of these others. Deal accordingly. Might Good be idea. I think capturing one of them alive is going to be our best bet. Getting one of them separate from their group. It's a good idea, but right. I have a feeling they won't be so easy to break, especially if the people that I think are involved are involved. They won't be just picking any piss-weak scrap off the side of the street. Okay, so we're dealing with quite dangerous people then. Possibly. Right, well, do any of you have a means of communicating with people? And asking them questions and knowing the answer, like detecting their thoughts or something. No detecting of thoughts, we can, uh, I've got my zone of truth. I can... Tricky thing around the zone of truth, I don't mean this in the bad no. way here, but zone of truth, people can just avoid answering their yes. questions, which means... I've also got the ability to cast fast friends. Again, unless work. they can, uh, overcome my strength, we can bring okay. someone around to our side. Sebastian reaches to his pocket and he takes out, like, kind of plucks from the air a little bit, like a pumice-looking stone that has, like, this pinkish kind of crackling sensation to it, just holding it in the air, and immediately just the vicinity kind of has, like, a spike of, like, a sharp tang to it, almost, like a, you would scent, like, kind of like if you've had wasabi or something and you feel the shock of your nose. Oof. <laughs> that was too real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might have something that can make that more likely to happen, provided they're okay with their brain getting razzled. And he clicks it away and it kind of vanishes back into them moving for a second. We could take a couple of fingers and toes off. I, That's what I was I'm, thinking. I'm not. A couple of caps and the knees. I, oh, well, I haven't done that before. Um, just but, a quick. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. that would do something to them. <laughs> we have a few different means of. Uh, no, that's good. We've got getting information amongst this group. Aye, we have contingencies. So, now, that brings us with a few options here. Uh, we've got a big city to look at. Do we want to start at Trader's Bay or that place? I think maybe avoid the council hall now. Might be our best bet. Yeah. Uh, I'm realizing that more and more <coughs> talking to you, a lot of you. And speaking of which, would I be alright to get your names? I'm Hugo. Or, Hugo, nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you too, Hugo. Reaches up. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget about it. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Zero. Zero. It's good to meet you. Yeah. Zeth. Nice to meet you there. Voyage. Voyage. And the... Dog. Right. Uh, does dog have like a scent of food that he likes? Like, um, like a, like a, like a cart, like an animal, or like a bones, or something like that? Um, turns to dog and asks him, what's your favourite smell? But in draconic. That always gets me off guard. You can talk to the animal. There's a there's a moment because if you can understand it, he can speak back to you. You would understand it. Oh no, I haven't got a voice for dog because I forget he just makes noises all the time. Hang on. You can paraphrase it like he's yeah. Dog, dog enjoys. No, this no, he's got to. I've got to make it the most outrageous. You're watching this live on air. I've got to make the most outrageous <laughs> shit. 
I'm impossible to meet. <laughs> I like meat, Dad. He didn't specify, he just said meat. Aye, makes sense. Do the well, well, if you're ever in need of like making a treat or a snack taste or smell more like something, turn to Noran for longer, keep his attention, let me know. I can probably alter some of these rocks and things like that, make something work for you. That'd be absolutely act, amazing. They don't actually, he doesn't eat the rocks, obviously. They imbue something with a property. Yeah. It's tastes and smells. Not oh no, he'll eating. eat the rocks. Yeah, he'll, he'll eat the rocks. <laughs> he'll eat the rocks. <laughs> so we've got to keep it high. It's a great digestion system. So he's green then. So that means some sort of caustic sort of yeah, vitriolic yeah, thing. Yeah, don't, don't let him slobber on you. No, that's fine. That's, ooh, yeah, no. Mm. That'd be handy. No. Yeah, you need to break a lock. Have you, could you break a lock with it? Yeah, uh, maybe. Oh. You look at me like, <laughs> right then. Well, looks like we have a mission then, at least a starting point. Let's get to it then. Where yeah. do we want to go? Right, right, right. When would we like to start? Maybe off lighter with Traders Bay. It's a safer place to go. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to Traders Bay and find that house. I might have an idea of where it is, since it's the one that was announced at least publicly. And we'll see if we can find any clues while we're there. Sounds good. All right. I am going to have a talk. See if I can make sure she's okay. I'm going to. You can. You can come with me if you'd like, or wait outside. We can get you into the sitting rooms or something. Yeah, we will wait outside. All right. I'm okay. gonna come outside. Hop up the balcony. Open yeah. the glass door. Go through. So you guys are able to um, kind of just wander amongst the garden and stuff out the back, around the side of the workshop as Sebastian uh, walks in. Um, when you beeline, you find that you're able to find Olivia uh, sitting at her like small crafting desk, just going over her fabrics and stuff. You know, she still partakes in designing for other shows and stuff. When she has the free time, it's it is her trade. She can't ever say no. Hmm. Um, but you find she she's deep in her work by the time you walk in, so she hasn't even noticed that you've come in yet. All right. Sebastian will kind of flip to the side and grab like a little like a little bushel of lavender with some leaves on it and just kind of. Recall it to his hand, and then he'll kind of walk through and just kind of set that up next to her. And as he moves it, he moves a couple of rocks just to keep the scent kind of a lot more aromatic than one would, more like a lavender-scented candle. Mm. Uh, and he also is going to take a little bit of the petal, crumble it into like a little dust, and kind of sprinkle it in the air just next to her and cast guidance on her, just so she can makes the work a little easier, just makes everything a bit sharper. Lovely. So, um, so, uh, small point here. Uh, I didn't quite realize. Um, if, in theory, we had to um, move uh, quite quickly, uh, and in the odd situation, the people that I met with, I'm just going to get straight to it because it's easier than trying to move around the bush of things, um, I think people might have caught on to the fact that I've been going out and patrolling in the night. And they might be able to trace it back here. And I am worried for you. So I'm wondering if it's possible. Uh, you don't have to, perhaps, you could leave the, I don't want you to leave the city. I want to see you. I want you to be in contact. I'm trying, I'm going to immediately try and make one more of those small talkers. But what I want is maybe for now, is it all right for you to take your work to the theater and stay there for a bit, at least for a few days until I know how safe you are? I can, I can do, yes, I, I can do that. I'll, I'll keep this small talker with me. So you have a direct Good. way to me. Please. And please then do. if there's anything I can do, uh, I don't know, maybe I can I can do it. But I can I can do that. That's okay. I'd rather you have this. He unclips the staff, the uh, what's it called? The rod? Yes. This. Take this with you. If you need it. Get it. Get hidden. Okay. And get out. 
I'm going to try and find out what's happening and how much they know okay. and um, prevent them from finding out anything. I'm not sure if I need to wear a disguise or a mask or something like that or a thing over my face, but um, no, I don't wear the cravat unless I'm out, and that's kind of the only thing that's any different. I make sure I throw that on once I'm out of this place. I, I, I trust you. It's it's okay. Okay. Just, I, I need you to trust yourself, though, because I trusted myself, and now you are potentially in danger. And I... I just didn't... I, it's been weeks. I didn't think these people would throw, like, throw retribution so quickly. I haven't done anything. But I need to know you're okay. I'll be okay. I'll tell you what. I'll leave. This is this can be latest problem. I'll I'll have it delivered. I'll have I'll call okay. someone up. Okay. Okay. I'll go there right now. I'll pack a bag and I'll leave. And just Thank you. talk to me on the small talker. And I will. Let me know. It's always up. So you know, if I need to be quiet, I'll have like a like a going dark word or something like that. Curtain closed. That sounds weird. I'll think of something. You're better with the names. <laughs> you, you'll come up with something. Right. I'll um, think of something. Good, thank you. And also, good luck with the next show. I'm sure you're going to be amazing. You've got so the whole team loves you. So, <laughs> good luck with that. Thank you. Now, All right. Be, and you find she, she walks out and like sternly grabs like the, the booty of her face oh. and she's like, try and behave, please. I, I'm, I'm working on it. I think they actually quite like me. There's one there that really likes me at least. I'm making a start. <laughs> well, that's good. <sighs> I never liked those people in the office. They're too snooty. They really, they, they're, I'm in a waistcoat. Some ready is just too many. You think three is a lot. You should see what they wear. Honey, you're rambling. <laughs> get, get going. You're right. You're right. That's for you. Quick kiss. Yeah. Turns around. Holds it for a second. A bit longer. And he goes, pats on the back. Yep. yep. And turns around and goes. <laughs> you. <laughs> Emotions. Yep. But yes, uh, she uh, packs Quickly and amply, as is her job, she basically is required to do that on the get-go, and you find she swiftly leaves. Unbeknownst to the lot of you, she moves quite quickly and stealthily. Right. One less weight on your shoulders. You can see that Sebastian now has one run, and he doesn't have that stick on his back anymore. Right. Now, let's get to Trader's Bay then, shall we? I'm feeling a bit better now. Pardon me, that was a lot. I think a lot's going on right now, emotionally, but we're, we're, um, for me anyways. So thank you. For your understanding. You do what you have to. You really do. And it's, uh, gets scary, so I didn't think I'd ever be this. I didn't actually feel scared of all of this until just then. Let's go. Welcome to the city. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and you all move in conjunction. The trip from Coronet to Traders Bay is not long. You're able to uh, bypass through Samurki to get there. And it is, by this point, it's probably like, you're probably going into like early midday because like you guys got there pretty decent in the morning and there's been a lot of conversations and a lot of talking. So we're, we're moving in conjunction with the clock. I dare say by the time you actually get to Trader's Bay, it'd probably be about 11.30. Um, you're able to move quite quickly. Sebastian is able to guide you guys on a very quick route through there. This is a gentleman that obviously, uh, this is a mathematical man. He knows the quickest routes. He knows the times of day. There's points when you guys are walking. Sebastian is able to stop you from walking into a crowd of people that move past. This man knows the workings of this city inside and out like clockwork. Not unlike what you saw in his workshop. Hmm. Eventually, you break into Traders Bay. Zeph, for you, this is like a second homecoming. Going into the places where you know your father works, because in Traders Bay is where you will find 90% of the working class here. 
in Hunted Freeze. People, there are woodworkers, there are steel workers. As you get closer, you see where the neighborhood slightly descends a little bit more and is left. So what you see at the top of buildings, you see pluming smokestacks coming out. But when you actually break into the main thoroughfare, you actually see because the ground itself is recessed, there are towers and high buildings. This is a working neighborhood. You hear the clanging of steel, arcane machinery. You hear cuss words that I will not say on recording as people are swearing that something, and then in the distance you hear a when something blows up and a bunch of people yelling. Um, it is a light and it is alive. This is the part of the city that never sleeps because if Traders Bay sleeps, then nothing ever gets done. So, you guys move through, and uh, with Sebastian guiding the way, you move into... Now, obviously, every neighborhood of Hanafrace has residential buildings. It is the only way to house how many people are there. And a lot of the businesses, people generally are just living on top of workplaces. That's how it works. Um, so, as you move through, you move into one of the farther back corners, more closer towards the wall, and you guys see the ominous wall of the city catering over as eventually you guys move closer but you move uh deeper into one of the back corners kind of more towards uh on the map if anyone has it more towards the edge of where traders bay would meet with new north town probably towards that side where it slowly becomes a little bit more residential um and this neighborhood is quiet i would like everyone to make perception checks please oh let me just double check that i've got 18. Mm-hmm. 21. 15. Okay, 14. Beautiful. Um, Wait, that's no. only a six. I got a nat one. That's okay. Which is befitting also. I think, uh, I think you're very rattled. Uh, the uh, previous encounter is still throwing you for a six. Yeah. But everyone else scored high enough. Um, what you immediately see is this is a residential part of the neighbourhood. And there are still some smaller workshops. You see some smaller like wood mills and like names saying oh, woodworks or um, small steel fabrications. And some of them are a little arcane, like crystals and components, like all that sort of stuff. And what you start noticing is a lot of those residential buildings that live next to and around these, because even between some of the shops, there are still some singular small two-story houses and stuff that sit in between little open lots. People are peeking out the windows and are taking note and you can see on their faces they perhaps look a little bit nervous it seems that this is a neighborhood that does live in fear at this current moment in time now based on crystals and components mm -hmm. i would look up to probably zero and zeph do you think any of these places would trade in that floating gemstone that i acquired do you say this loud enough for Sebastian to hear? Yeah, the whole group can hear. I'm just targeting it at these two. So you've got Elevate. Is that what it's called? Hey. hey. If it's the purple substance that makes things float a bit, then you're on the right track there. I may have acquired a couple of pieces. Okay, well, yeah. Some of the uh, sky ships and things like that in some of the areas, like the towered sort of spaces, yeah. I think, in Zolotto. This Elevate. is no use to me, but I could use a diamond in case anyone wants to go down in a fight like what almost happened to you. Well, that sounds valuable. So a trade at one of these gemstone places could be. I'm just not sure how open to trade with this kind of material. I, uh, 
how open is elevator track? Uh, make a history check for me, please, sir. I shall guide myself in this, just Absolutely. to see if it helps. Okay. <laughs> Guidance. <laughs> Guidance. 13 plus 4, so that's a 17 on history. It is not uncommon for people that have ventured out of the city to sometimes come back with little pockets of elevator that they've mined or found by happenstance in mm. a weather storm. Um, without gandering at the size of the ones that he has, yeah. Um, it depends on the it depends on the size and the the regularity of the shape. If it mm. looks like it was pulled from the ground, generally people will trade quite openly. Yeah, so, like a natural yeah. material. If it looks natural, it looks like it was done from that, then you're good. If it looks like it was more polished or part of something bigger, what did it look like? Yours specifically were cut to fit the elevator. Okay. So again, I guess I'm going to look to the criminals in the group. Is there anywhere you know that might turn a blind eye to a more well-cut piece? Woods left no. Uh, I would also. I would like you to roll. This is going to be an inside check. Roll an inside check for me. Yeah. Really bending the rules of the mechanics here. That's a six. Um, you know what? With a six, you're unsure. It maybe just depends on what day that person wakes up, how they feel about knocking on somebody or making money. We can always just give it a shot. I mean, you never know unless you ask. I feel like it's worth the risk for us to get a hold of a, a diamond. So you're capable of reviving someone once they're downed. In. That sounds powerful. It could be very handy. Oh, life-saving in the most literal sense. Just it takes more... Takes a more valuable diamond than gold I've ever seen. Mm. Mm. Well, um, if you're looking to work with people and you're not sure how their reactions would be, uh, one thing you can do is just try and present them with like a gift or a nice drink or something like that. Put them on your good side initially. Try and warm them up to it. I'm not good at it myself, but I've done enough look at rhetoric and stuff like that to get an idea of. I think I'll put it before the group. Shall we risk? How much does it cost for a diamond? Uh, 300 gold worth of diamond. I'll just buy you one. Same reaction. What? That's how like, she collects husbands. <laughs> <laughs> like, Zero was like completely out of it, and then, like, then she, like, starts hearing, like, done, gold, sell the You heard the word cost, and you was like, <laughs> Yeah. Sugar mommy. <laughs> Are you sure? Oh, yeah, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. Shall this be some? Shall we? Oh, we're in Trader's Bay. Might as well. We could do that. Or we could yeah, the gemstone shop that you said we saw. You want to quickly beeline in there? Yeah. So when you walk into that gemstone shop, it is like any witchy shop you see in some shop in the middle of like a countryside. Yeah. You just get hit with a... <laughs> the smell of like a row. You're like, yeah. whoa! <laughs> Goddamn! Goddamn! <laughs> and uh, it, bl- it almost knocks you off your feet. You're just like... Whoa! And you have to wait for a minute for your eyes to refocus back to where they are. And you see, it's really low light candles and it's bouncing and refracting off the many crystals on the shelves. And um, the it's the incense is so thick you can see the smoke plume lines from where it's freshly burning. And uh, as you open the door, there's like a whing, but it's like an arcane ringing because you see no bell you feel no resistance and from the back of the counter you see this large tall um large in the, large in the sense of tall but slender uh fearbolg 
uh, woman with um, bright pink dreadlocks tied back in a, a bandana with a white fur and a soft pink nose. And Philbogs, I believe, are like seven, eight feet. They're huge. They're, half giant. They're, they're half giant folk, yeah. <laughs> and you won't be like, talk, Hugo. <laughs> like, Thank you. <laughs> and you might, as uh, uh, she hears the bell ring and looks for a moment, can't see you, and then sees you down the floor and like, puts some like big specs on it. Ah, hello there. So you're coming into my. What wares can I buy from you? I'm oh, sorry. What wares can I offer you, young man? The smell makes it kind of funny. Just looking up in like amazement. Um, oh yeah, your neck's gonna hurt. You stay here much longer. <laughs> but also a small familiarity, as we've discussed. He was interacting with furballs in the past. Yes, yeah. Um, and kind of steps up as tall as he can on something. We're just wondering if you had any diamonds by chance. Oh yeah, sure. I've got one of those. Uh, let me go in the back here. And if, uh, right, and of course, it's a fucking bead door, right? It's like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's um there's uh shuffling and Molly Hard now where did I put that thing? <laughs> They're like she's falling off the fucking wall. And eventually she walks out and it's like for her it's like fits firmly in the palm of her hand. So for you it's it's decent. But you look at it and she goes, um, yeah, that there that's one big diamond there, that'll such you out real quick in a pinch, young man. You Can like I that? Do you mind if I have a look at it and just like I mean, as a as someone who's worked with like stone rock masonry, can I determine how valuable it is just from a glance? Oh, if it's within one. Imme- immediately, yeah. That's that's that's, that's a, the one. You're looking at the size of her hand, I right? Can't believe it. And you're looking at it, it's like if that got thrown at him, that would kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so you, yeah, it's and like it when it's on the counter, you're like that's five, that's three hundred gold worth. That's what. That's what <laughs> no, no, wow. You sure? I just imagine like here, like there's the counter, there's her, and like if you're looking at it from the side, you just see like Hugo and Sebastian, and then in between their shoulders, you just see a bagel <laughs> <laughs> on the on the. Bed. Oh, thank you, dear. And she pushes it like no, no. Like, yeah, that looks a bit nice there. Thank you very much. You're okay. welcome. Sue. What was the name of the shop? Crystals, uh, and, crystals the and the bonus. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sue. Uh, I hope you don't mind me asking. You wouldn't happen to have any of those glass beads, those little spheres. You wouldn't happen to have any of those extra, would you? Oh, honey, you came to the right shop. I got beads in places I forget. <laughs> she like, walks oh. over and uh, brings out, and it's a, it's a crate. And just that gets more. dropped. <laughs> Come on! All my friends are heathen. <laughs> I'm surrounded by schmovitz. Um, like I'll look for one that looks like kind of like a glass, especially uh, if it's got like a little like wave. You know, some of them have like a little like wave textured thing inside. Them. Yeah, like, but sure, like like that, like a like glass, like, like, like marbles, like, like when marbles get pressed. Like a marble. Yeah. He's there looking for a marble. Yeah, you got like a little tiger eye marble. Fantastic. Um, how much for that one? Oh, you can just take that. I got heaps of these rolling around. Be careful on the way out. You might fall on one. Thank you. So <laughs> I appreciate that. And then he kind of scans the floor and realizes just how many there are and wonders how he didn't slip getting in. Oh yeah, there's you. There's heaps where you see they've just been shoveled under the container, under like the shelves where she just brushed them out of the way. She's lax as like uh, the most unsettled like witchy woman you've ever seen. Nice. But you guys are able to leave you like, have yourself a good night there, and they easily pulls out cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> in one drawer. Yeah. The whole thing's gone like... <laughs> oh. 
Because I, I don't think that was tobacco. <laughs> you know it! <laughs> As the door shuts. I realize how fresh air could be into the That place smelled like home. Really? <laughs> God damn. Just, just a flashback of your dad parading around in high heels, lighting all the incense candles in the house. <laughs> you all, that point, like, I feel like I owe you. I need to give you something for that. And pulls out one of the potions you pulled out and hands that over. Oh. This is something, at least. Honestly. And she'll hold on to that. Hold on to that. It's fine. He was just like, I would like it to be known on the record too. Drinking potions in combat is a bonus action. It's a bonus action for yourself, but it is an action to force feed it to somebody else. Okay. Fucking drink it. (laughs) Basically, it's like, massage the throat. (laughs) (laughs) But you continue. Uh, I'll try and take them to the house. Um, So this is where the temperament of the neighborhood begins to change. Turning one corner, again into that the deeper corner of Traders Bay where it borders on New North Town. You see that the street itself is blocked off. There is a clear uh, blue ribbon. The knights that serve in Hannaphrase wear blue tabards. It is the same color. Uh, and the blue ribbon X's between two buildings and you see it's a T intersection. So you guys come up one side of the street and then it's, it blocks off at the end. Um, but the ribbon is, uh, immediately you see in front of you, but there also seems to be some street up at the other ends as well. And the street itself looks like it was abandoned in the immediate moment of when it happened. There are still, uh, there are trees, you know, they plant trees into these, um, into like, uh, greeneries in the stone so that there's some sort of greenery that grows through the city itself but these trees seemingly have been left to die no one catering for it one has been chopped down there are cart there's a cart left down the road that has not been touched in a while and there are still newspapers crates supplies just left in the side of these houses and immediately with passive investigation what you guys can see is there are no lights on in these houses but the house that you are looking for um, these are not buildings. These are singular homes, which are two-story, like like kind of like Tudor-style houses, where there's like the big, the top floor is a little bit bigger than the bottom floor. And um, there's three immediately on that street that you can gain access to, with um, two uh, braziers on the each end, which would normally house, um, if not primal fire, it would be arcane flame to give some light to the folks. But they are both off. The street is abandoned, and I will also give you. Immediately in this era, there are two knights standing watching the middle of the street. I will give it you. You guys have not been noticed yet because it seems their focus is more so on whatever they're talking about. They seem to be whispering to themselves. But you guys, I'd say basically from that the center of that street, you guys are probably clocked about 80 to 100 feet away. So you've got a good level of leeway to get yourselves ready for whatever you intend to do. Zeph's going to hide in the shadows. Make a hard check. So that is stealth, correct? Yes. That is a 15. Okay, <clears throat> so you slink into the shadows. Uh, anyone obviously with a passive uh, perception over 15 would know where Zephyr's gone. The but did she go? <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's one of those cool shots where as everyone's walking and then like a light, a lamppost walks past and then instantly Zeph's just gone. You watch as your skin uh, transitions over to like just shaded black and you just 
melt into the shadow. So what's our intent here? One thing I'd like to look for, at least initially, is footprints. See if I can get an idea of what these kind of... If there's like a rush of people coming in and out of that home, I'd like to get an idea of those people were dragged out or taken out, but they'll frequent walk-in and break-in and things like that. I'd like to get a sense of who these people are, how many there are, if they travel in a group, let's say. Are the guards by the building we want to go to? Or are they just... They're across the street. Do they look like they're guarding that? Like, as a Make place, a, make a they... perception check. Ooh, that's a good one. Except I also say, you're still close enough that you can hear this conversation. You basically are just hugging the building yeah. and just using the shadows to your advantage. Oh, that's a two. No. Can't tell. No, they're not moving, but they're just standing there. I draw their ire, but I think I'd be more useful investigating and making note of things over here. Um, pretty bright, pretty colourful, pretty and gestures to dog is yeah. like, hey, we kind of stand out. Hmm. I can I'm... just go for a walk. Say the house is on this side. I can just go that way. Hmm. I could um, give you something if you'd like to plant something on the guards to make dog very much, like you know, like a smell of meats or something, if you want him to jump them or something. Sounds good. All right one out of sight of me for a second and I'll kind of take like a do you have like a snack or a bone or something I'll get some rations some jerky after something yeah you got rations yeah sure I'll take one of those kind of twist for a second grabs like a little like spiraling kind of pattern the, the ones again that hot and cold there for a second kind of twist it a few times and kind of reaches for like the piece of like meat for a second and kind of like draws a strand from that circles that takes like almost like a dial and turns it up there's some work Keep it away from Dog yeah, for you a want, second. About, about, you want to keep a good distance a few steps away. Pupils are fucking massive. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and you hear him, like, he's making noises and you guys don't get it. But for you, now that you're, like, open to, like, speaking with him more, he's like, I fucking want it, Dad. <laughs> Just a little longer, son. It'll be a minute. Can you meet Dad? <laughs> you said uh, perception higher than 15. Could still see where Zeph went. You're aware, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of looks in the general direction. Can you like drop this on one of them? You're sneaky. Just kind of holding dog. Disappears. If you did appear for a second, or would you? No. Okay. It just like pretty much what it would look like is <clears throat> like a shadow's gone gone over yep. his hand just and just been grabbed it. Yeah. Yeah, like like voyage putting his head into like one of the dark alleyways and comes out and the little twisting top is gone. And you're able to run. Is that what you want to do? You want to run up right now? I'll wait okay. a little bit. Okay, so you're basically like... waiting for a cue. Yeah. Okay. I think we'll wait for Voyager's cue to make that work. Once he's done that, we'll continue our investigation. Are Voyage. you going to try and distract? Yep. Hugo's going to walk up and grab your hand in guidance, so purple glow goes over you. So you get a plus D4 to your next ability check. Yep. Thanks. Running defense. We love it. Mm-hmm. I'll pet, I'll pet Dog and do the same thing. I'll guidance on him. Oh, now Dog's got guidance. <laughs> now Dog's got it too if he needs it. Buffs. Don't move until I say. Looking straight at Dog. Brown goes it. You can Sits have the concrete if you wait. But we're going this way. And we're just going to start heading down the street as if he looks like he's going to go that way. Waiting for Zeph to drop the treat on the guards. To let Dog go and harass them a little bit. What about you, Zero? Is there anything you're doing to prep for this? Zero obviously has her sunglasses on as always, and she just lifts them, and behind them is two 
burrows that go through her head and then the invisibility spreads from the eyes and she just disappears. Alrighty. That's going to grant you advantage on all your stealth checks as you move up. Are you going to move at this point or are you waiting for this distraction? Waiting for that distraction to start. Okay. I pass the reins to you, young Master Voyage. How is this going to work? He's just heading up the straight. Off he goes. But he's waiting. He's waiting until basically Dog gives an indicator that the scent has moved to the guards. Okay. We are moving off your stealth check. Mm -hmm. You hug the alleyways as hard as you can in the attempt that at one point you go around a back block and try to get yourself out. And the trick, the problem with sometimes with the way the city is laid out is there's huge stacks of like buildings and apartment buildings and then all of a sudden there's, there's just houses in open lots. So it makes it a bit tricky. But while these two guys are facing in front of you, you've got a clear shot. You've got but a moment. You crawl as low as you can to the ground and move. And then ever so slightly, you look at like this little floating object. And, and it lands on one of the tapestries of the guards. And you are able to recede back into the shadows. You roll high enough that they did not see you. They did not notice. I would like you to make a perception check for me. And I'm going to say with advantage too, because you're hidden. They're lax. They don't know you're there. So 14 plus 7. The 21. The 21. And, and they're like, they got their, their helms on, so their voices sound kind of tinny. And they're like big, and like they're big guys. Like obviously, you know, they're not hiring any, any like small folk. They only want big brutish people. And one sounds like a woman and one sounds like a man. And uh, the male voice goes, how long do you think they're going to make a stand here? They already got them. Why do we have to sit here? It's not like it matters to us. The female voice. Yes, I know, but... Look, we're on the payroll. We have to do it. We have to... Keep the public out so we can clean up the tracks, I guess. Just look over there. Make sure there's no fucking people. Yeah, okay. Now mm. turns a little bit as you slink away. And you hide. Dog picks it. And he starts doing that thing when you're holding him. You're holding him by like one of his spines. And he's just like. <laughs> and he wants to go. <laughs> Bolt. This guy takes off. And um, what do you, what is Dog going to do to run a distraction on these people? He wants the smell. He wants the smell. He wants the smell. Okay, I <laughs> Whichever one. I'm going to need you to roll a... Uh, this is going to be a... I'll say... Does he have a bite attack or a, yep. or a push attack? Bite, yep. Um, can we roll attack for bite? Because it's still him launching himself at this this um, this um knight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're like kind of hugging behind the knight. You too, he's like... What the fuck is that? This is like... I want him. Just get knocked out of frame. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> Just doing Good some quick math. Quick math. Fucking hate quick math. It's an eight. You watch as dog uh, bow, barrels over towards the uh, first night on the left of the two facing the house because the house that they're looking at was on the left-hand side. Um, but this night is on the left of their pair 
as Dog runs up uh, and jumps with just intense ferocity. This guy, like this knight, catches him mid-air, picks him up, and you watch as he just breaks Dog over his knee. <laughs> Not today, motherfucker. <laughs> Voyage. Jogging, but also kind of running now that he's seen Dog that go was... down like a sack of shit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh shit, I'm so sorry. This yours? Yes. Uh, I don't know. Apparently you guys smell good. I'm sorry. Oh, deception, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you lying bitch. I'm going to roll for both of them because they're both there. Um, Insight. And it was a D4 for guidance? Yes, it is. Oh. That's still only a 15. <laughs> the the second night, the female, um, and you find she, like, pulls up, pulls the plate up, like the little flappy thing, and walks over and really aggressively, like, grabs you by the shirt and throws mm. you around. She's like, you're not supposed to be here, little boy. I suggest you take your pet and get out of here before something bad happens. I'm sorry. I'm trying, but I... Can you let me go? Come on, dog. <laughs> Are we able to use this time to get into the house? Ooh. That's the plan. It, well, depending on oh, yeah, go for what it. you reckon. Okay. I think Hugo's going to use Disguise Self and make himself look like a dwarvish knight. So, same armour, but maybe like radar, like we've met in the past. Right, okay. And he's going to walk up and very boisterously grab one of the... Does either one of the two knights look... Like they're more in charge. Uh, the one manhandling voyage definitely looks like the one that's got the biggest set of cojones on him. <laughs> oh, and grabs him on the shoulder and grabs his hand like she's hand and casts fast friends. Oof, uh, what's the save? A wisdom, I Charisma, maybe, actually. I'm not sure. I believe it's a 14. Where did I... that he's going to want to hope it's not charisma because his charisma is not good. We'll find out. Most of my stuff is. Is it like that? Wisdom 14. Wisdom 14, okay. Um, I'll roll from the table. What? No! As you walk over and forcefully grab this knight's hand, um, she looks... Uh, and she's very tanned in the face, very bright, like almost golden eyes and a little bit of black hair that uh, comes over her uh, eyebrow. But this is a stern face of a, a woman that has seen some shit. And she looks down, she goes, release your hand or I'll cut it from you. Oh, you're a friendly one. Oh, I like, sort of just looks up like, now, scared. can you check the wording of Fast Friends? I believe that if they succeed, they know you've attempted to cast a spell they on them. They know after it's happened to them. Let me see. When the spell ends, the creature knows you. they were charmed by you. But not that. So aren't they aware That's of a tricky one with the verbiage on that, isn't it? Yeah, because if they, if they succeeded, it would be easy to know. That would be your answer. Yeah. But Ooh. Doesn't say anything about them knowing if... I'm going to say in this instant, uh, she's become very stern and on edge. The posture changes and becomes very straight. The lax sense is not there. And the other male knight also begins to posture. I can't see his face underneath the helm. 
Um, but they anyway, begin. I was just chasing this creature. I was actually sent to relieve you. No! <laughs> as soon as I saw Dog getting done, get I was like, happening. you're ready to go. You can. Uh, no, I'll allow, we're going to come back again. to this. Um, who, Sebastian I'm and Jerome are both making it right If this is about to, if it looks like it's about to be a thing go down and he's going to get hurt, I, if Hugo's about to get hurt, I think Sebastian would try and help there first. So I think he, if I could make I'm it into the house. i play distract, really. But. We're going to quickly cut to you two. Um, in this instance, I would like you both to make stealth checks again. You get with advantage because you're invisible. Shall I do it anyways if I'm just trying to get yes. there? Yes, please. Ooh. 14. That is also a 14. 26. Uh, okay. It sort of beats it. Uh, in the quick kerfuffle, you see your window of opportunity. You push and you go in across the street. You guys, thankfully, are not seen. And you make it to the house. It's quite easy to get into the house during this instance because the door is off. The door is no longer there, which explains why there's two people standing out front of it. You guys are quickly able to uh, get in, um, but we will quickly cut back to what's happening here to determine what's about to happen. Um, I would like for you, please, to make a deception check and it will be with disadvantage, unfortunately. Oh I believe in you. And you guys can probably guide yourself now, but like, you know, oh boy. Six minus one. Insight. You might just luck out. <laughs> natural one. Come on. One was a natural one. The other was a natural twenty. Oh. oh! For a total of twenty-four. With my high passive insight, can I kind of tell that they're not both? Oh no, it's not the passive insight that gets it. It's the fact that they both draw huge fucking swords out and Instantly go invisible. It will it first entangle around the ground around like to behind them so they can't move and I cast invisibility and fucking bolt. I'll get the map out. <laughs> oh. Alrighty. Map, 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 map. Alrighty, here we go. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Oh you my goodness. Oh, do we want to move that stuff out of the We center? can do that. Please, yeah. we can do that. Do you want me to grab it? Hold this back. Yeah. Oh, you've got it. Do you want me to hold it? Uh, ah! Let's get oh, I'll, I'll un- no, 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 we don't want to unplug it. Never mind. There we go. That's good. So Thank you. So I'm going to pop this map down. So this is how we're gonna lay it, and this is what's gonna happen, gang. We're gonna do it like this. Uh, Dad's leaning over further than he's ever leaned before. Alrighty. Yeah, get some shots of that while we have a gander here. So I'm gonna pull out everyone's miniatures to signify. How many cameras does this man have? (laughs) (laughs) I got forty thousand. Seven more shots in this six-shot revolver. (laughs) Definitely. Alrighty. So we're gonna place. Our, um, our investigators here on the house where they have sculpted off, just so we have an idea of where they are. <coughs> um, and for everyone, here is our little Sebastian. There's hey. our little guy. Hey. There he is. So, we have a, yes, we have feel a free to pass us around. No, go for it. No, that's okay. And we had uh, Zeph was also over oh, there. What a cool little dude. Yeah. What, a, what a cool guy. We're going to pop Zeph over there as well. Um, Hugel, oh my, he's in his little box. Can you please do me the favor and just pull Hugel out of his box, please? Uh, Voyage is also. I didn't know any better. I would say he was. He's got an extra magnet. Oh yeah, just pull that off and throw it back into the box. (laughs) Hugel is going to be there. We are going to pop uh, Dog. There's our little boy. He's going to go right there. Uh, If you just want to pop Sebastian behind Zero and Zeph so they're all together. Um, Where? Oh, they're uh, all in that oh, corner, yeah, actually. Right. I can... 
Eventually, I will move my chair when we get to this. So they're over there. There's our party of five. Uh, we're going to have our two knights right there. I haven't used these guys in a while, so this is this will be good. And hmm. oh my god, as you guys oh, I remember them? Yeah, from way back in the day. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, as everyone feels the tension in the air rise as battle is about to ensue, and that's where we're going to end our session. <laughs> um, yes, we've we've hit a bit of a time, and it's getting a bit late, but we will uh, return next then session. Why'd you set it up? Because you guys have to know what the Jeez. game plan is. I'm going to allow anyone Rude. to take photos and get an idea Ooh, of your yeah, game no. plan so you can figure out what you're going to do. He will return in the next episode to see what's going to happen in this instance. But thank you so much, everyone, for watching. We will be back. You good? <laughs> you're, I'm sorry. You're okay? I'm so no, sorry. You're okay. I apologize. I, was, I didn't know if you were doing game stuff or something else. That's okay. Um, but yes, we'll be back next episode. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Thank you very much for Josh for coming in and playing. Uh, it's you. great. Uh, we'll have yeah. you around for a little bit longer. And we're going to see how this lands in the next episode of Tomes and Tales. See you next time. Ooh. Ooh.